0: Blog Talk
1: Radio Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe we would like to invite you to take the stage for The Sound of Ink, Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink
2: in our ears.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am so glad to be here tonight, and I'm so glad that you are all joining me. It's, uh, it's been a crazy week. and uh, So being able to sit down and exhale and hang out with you guys and just chill and no adulting or worrying or no outside world, no demons, non-creative demons, therefore, within may harm us. Yeah. (laughs) Going a little cray-cray being closed in. In fact, I did a post on my uh, Facebook page called uh, Creative Cray-cray of the (coughs) Cloistered. And, uh, you know, I'm always pushing you to go outside your normal comfort zone. You know, where you are not a po- just a poet. You're not just a writer. You are a creative person. You know, there, you don't know you're not good at something until you sink. You know, you don't know that you're not a potter until you sink your hand in the clay. You know, you don't know if you're a great painter until you pick up a brush. So I'm, I'm real big on pushing you to do fun, fun things that are just to feed yourself in a creative way. And doing those things will definitely make you a better writer. But uh, so I challenged you guys to share a secret with me to use your cell phone and take a picture of something in your house that tells a secret about you or tells us something about you that we don't know or something that would surprise us. And you don't have to explain the picture. You just post the picture. No explanation. And then we get to have the fun of trying to figure out what your secret is or what you're trying to tell us. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. If you have not done that yet, go over onto my uh, Facebook page, Nyla N Y L A. Alicia A L I S I A. I want to see some more of those pictures coming in, and some of these got me kind of stumped on <laughs> um, um, Umas. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like really big Cheerios, right? Okay. So anyway, yeah, go check that out. Have some fun while we are all uh, hiding in place. Yeah. Sheltering in place. All right. So, you guys, the phone number to call in tonight, if you would like to call in, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. We are going to go over some things real quick before we get started. I want to remind you, if you are interested in putting together a writing workshop with us, please shoot me a message, probably... On Facebook would be the easiest. Once again, Nyla N Y L A. Alicia, first name Nyla, last name Alicia, and uh, let me know what you want to put together. These can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. We can pre-record these together, or you can pre-record them on your computer and send me an MP3 file. We can do a combination of a pre-recorded show and live show if you want to have a question-answer type of session after your recorded workshop, whatever you need to put together. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. Just find something that you're interested in doing. If you, if you want to do one, but you can't think of an idea, Google it. Writer's workshop. Say, Hey, this is me tonight. Uh, I found this writer's workshop on the internet at this site, www.lookatmewritingthing.com, And, <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to go over this thing. It's pretty cool. And so, you know, you can do something like that. Just uh, yeah, let me know what you want to do. I want to take a moment to thank our show's sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate and donated to our 2020 broadcasting license, our on-air broadcasting license here. That is Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas-Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Crier. James, AKA one sapien, Richard Ward and Colm Kennedy home. I want to thank you guys so much for helping us keep the show on the air for our 2020 broadcasting season. We love you guys so dearly. Thank you. All right. Next thing I am going to give you your writing assignment slash everything's. If you uh, are sitting there one night and you can't think of anything to write about, just Pull up any of our shows, and within the first 15 minutes, we'll be giving you all kinds of things to write about. If I happen to get stumbled up and get lost somewhere and get you all confused or whatever happens, (laughs) if you don't get all this, don't worry about it. You can always come back to listen to the podcast after the show is over. And, you know, go ahead and write them down again then. You should have your notebooks out, your journals out, so you can write these down as we go through them. So the first thing that I am going to give you is... You're scrolling down, scrolling down. (laughs) I'm so glad I saved this stuff. So the first thing that I'm going to be giving you is your journal assignment. All right. Your journal assignment, remember, remember for the year was to write a haiku every day to walk through your day and look for something worth 17 syllables. Those little poetic hiccups we have in our head, write them down, look through them and make a haiku out of one, you know, keep just just whatever comes into your head. So, you know what I'm talking about. You're walking along and all of a sudden one side swipes your head. and It's like, wow, like a mosquito. And it was gone. And it was small. And it was little, but it was really good. Write those things down. Find something that you notice every day or something you notice. right? Write a haiku every day. Something you notice. Seventeen so You know what I'm talking about. Bah, we've done this before. All right. Next, I want to give you your journal assignment for the week. And this should be handwritten in a journal, pen, whatever, it, nothing backlit, no typing involved, nothing on the phone. I want your hand to be dragging across that paper as those words are being scratched out. Very important. So, your journal assignment, what we've been working on is ramblings. And this month I've been giving you the first lines of some of the greatest novels ever written. And that's your rambling mm-hmm. beginnings. <laughs> So at the top of your journal page, I want you to start with the sentence, it was the day my grandmother exploded. And then just keep writing from there, whatever comes to mind, just keep writing for at least 10 minutes, anything you want, just follow that sentence and blah, all right. (laughs) Again, the sentence is, it was the day my grandmother exploded. And that is Ian M. Banks with The Crow Road from 1992. In 1990. All right. Now, writing exercises. Now, you're writing journal assignments are kind of one-on-one time with your muse, your brain. Nobody gets to see those. It's not for anyone in the world. Just, you know, one-on-one time, tangible, connected. That's why I want you writing in the journals by hand. That that intimate time between just you and your brain. All right. Your writing exercises are meant to just stomp in the middle of the puddle of that and just blow you all out, blow everything out of that hole. You take you completely out of your comfort zone, make you do things you've never done before, write about things in a way you've never written about them. Uh, Just think of things in a whole new way and kind of pump up those muscles, make you grow. Yeah. Remember, it's only out of your comfort zone that you will ever grow. You have to have input in order to have output. Those things are important. The uh, I totally forgot what I was talking about. Writing exercise. Yeah, that's your writing exercise. It's to do all that that I just said. <laughs> so the writing assignment. I want the excuse me. The writing exercise that we did for the year, and I kind of want to remind you of that, is simply do something every single week that surprises yourself. Do something new. Do something you've never done before. All right? Make a date with yourself. You know, just go out and and do something you normally wouldn't do. Something outside your comfort zone. I'm big on pushing you out of that comfort zone. Um, You know, remember I said you have to have input in order to have output. How can you write about living if you're not out there making messy in life? You know, what are you going to have to write about? You have to have those experiences. So you you should remember that. Sometimes it's easy for us to get in a routine and uh, listen to that other side of your brain once in a while and follow that butterfly or that squirrel. <laughs> so once a week, do something different, out of the ordinary. All right, so you're writing exercise for the week is what we have been doing, and that is writing to a scenario, kind of climbing out of your brain a bit, giving, giving it the reins instead of the idea of the reins. So with this we're steering away from writing poetry instead um instead with these i really want you to like write a short story or a narrative prose or something along those lines you know don't overthink it when you start writing just spit it out you know stop and start and go again and i've got pages in my journal where i'll start writing a poem and then it shows a crisscross out of that whole and i'll start over again stands in the second stanza and then i'll rewrite everything And then I only like those stanzas. So I move those over and you could literally go through 20 pages in one of my journals where I'm working like that. You know, I'll just wherever that idea took me. Okay. That took me somewhere else. Okay. Those really don't line up, but it doesn't matter because at the end I can pick the parts that fit perfectly together. And I can do that because they're all written down. So that's why it's important to just take something and run with it and not overthink it. It's why doing something instead of keeping yourselves in the confines that you put on yourselves in your poetic forms, you're giving yourself to just free reign, play. And, uh, you know, get away from those, those binds that, that we normally follow because we're poets, we write poetry. but You don't have to every single time you sit down, all of these things will make you a better writer. Okay. So the scenario for this week is I want you to write a story about you or someone across the same stranger over and over again in completely unrelated places. You know, what happens? Do they engage with you? You know what are they doing? Um, why do you notice them? Uh, do they even notice you? How does it make you feel? How does it affect the situations? So for example, uh, everywhere you go you see one of those little white faced black tucks wearing mimes that you see downtown, the mimes. You know, and, and the first time you see him, it's downtown. Then you see him standing in the produce section of the grocery store, just doing his miming. And then he's in the waiting room at your dentist office. And then he's on your front lawn. <laughs> kind of creepy. <laughs> but you get the idea. You know, you keep seeing this, this, what are, yeah, places. Write a story about you or someone who keeps coming across the same stranger over and over again in completely unrelated places. So that is your writing exercise for the week. Next, your second part two exercise, exercise number two, is pick apart a prompt. And with this, what I am doing is giving you a prompt, but instead of writing a poem about it, you write down all the poems you could write about it. All right, so write the prompt at the top of the page and then start a list of all the different thoughts or ideas or directions you could take that prompt. Now this isn't intended to end up being a poem. In fact, it shouldn't be a poem at all. In doing this, many poems will be born because sometimes I think it's really more important what you do with a prompt before you write to it than what you write to it. You know, so if you have a, you have something like, you know, um, oh, what, July, the month of July, you know, first thing, you write a poem about July, the first thing, you know, you think about, most of us think about is, you know, Independence Day, the 4th of July, you know, and so, you know, you hear a poem about July, and 90% of them are going to be about the holiday, but what else could it be? What else could July be? What could it stand for? What does it mean? metaphorically, significantly, chronologically, whatever it is. And keep writing down all the different directions you could take that prompt and keep digging and digging deeper. And when you've dug, or you thought you've dug deep enough, keep going still. And and find the surprising ideas inside of a prompt, the unique ways of perceiving that prompt than what most people would write in a knee-jerk reaction. Okay. These are the ways that you really create a strong, strong, unique individual voice as a writer. Always strive for the atypical, something that's uniquely you. So the with that, blah, 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 the pick apart prompt for this week is, you know how long I had to sing that pick apart prompt? Yeah, weeks. Weeks I practiced that before we started this because I was all over the map with it. <laughs> but the pick apart prompt for this week is, Looking glass. Looking glass. Once you start thinking about that one, that one's really fun. Because word, the words individually could mean separate things. The words with them together like that could mean separate, you know, different, lots of different things. It's a, it's, a, it's a good one. Looking glass. So top of the page, write down looking glass. And then write down every single type of poem you could write with that title. Angles you could take it you know, twist it up and pull it apart and shake it up and and you know think of all the different ways you could twist it to you to you instead of it pulling you in you take control and tell it what it means so a lot of fun to do that. This will help you a lot when you're stuck on something you know you're not sure what what direction to take it. You know, you're looking for that perfect idea. You write it down like this, and you just start writing down everything you can think of to that. And it'll take you to some really surprising things. All right. So now, with that said, (laughs) now I spent this whole time telling you do not write poems. Now I'm telling you to write poems. So these are your prompts. Prompts are me like blowing a dandelion fluff into the air, and one of the seeds lands, lands on you. And its intent is, it's a palm seed. Its intent is to grow into a palm. So with that said, these can either be uh, the title of the poem. It can be the first line in the poem or the general concept of the poem, you know, the, the unsaid message of the poem. So I'm going to give you three. So mark one, two, three on your paper. All right. The first prompt is number one, bleeding reason. Leading reason. Number two, armored traveler. Armored traveler. And number three. This is my favorite. (laughs) Number three, things the fairies stole. Now, remember the exercise I talked about earlier when we were talking about, you know, Pulling apart the prompt before you write to it, that's a perfect one too. Think about all the things that the fairies could represent or be, or what things that could be in, you know, why did the, you know, the actual thing. Yeah. Think about all the different ways you could take that one. Things the fairies stole. All right. So those are your three poetry prompts. Bleeding Reason, Armored Traveler, And things the fairies stole. Now, next but lastly, (laughs) it's the That's My Line Borrowed Poetry Prompt. And this is a line from a poem that was read last week that one of you read. And as we were going throughout the show, it caught my ear. I jotted it down and I borrowed your line. It's our prompt this week. So as you're reading tonight, keep that in mind. Something you're reading tonight, I could take a line out of that and use it for next week's prompt. I could borrow your line. So, the That's My Line Borrowed Poetry prompt for the night is I hope I got this written down correctly. The heart arched. I like an arching back. like St. Louis Arch. The Zion National Arch. How many other arches are there? Okay, so anyway. And that line came from a piece that Lorianne, Poetic Mama Bear read last week. So we want to thank her for that prompt. We love you, Lorianne. And guess what, guys, that's that's I'm that's the end. I was supposed I was going to read something. I was supposed to read something, one of mine tonight, but I'm going to wait um, to see how we have on our callers tonight. If There's time for me to read it later on. Maybe I will. One of my pieces um, that was a request. I don't listen very well anyway. This is what we are going to do next. We are going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a track played by one of you, po- or track from one of you poets. So if you have something recorded and you want to send it to me in the MP3 format, you can do that by emailing me at the word that is in there, T-H-E, Cafe at gmail.com, Cafe at gmail.com. Make sure that you put something along the lines of mp3 file, audio file, something like that so that it kind of catches my eye and we can get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. The piece that I picked for tonight, I don't think I've heard this one yet. I don't think I've heard this one yet. And the file is not working, so we're not going to do that one. Never mind. The piece that we are going to start the show with tonight is by Brian S. Ellis, and this is called Shopping Carts. Here you go.
3: It started as a game of communist soccer. Communist soccer is when you and your friends stand around a shopping cart, volleying the ball back and forth, eventually getting it in a basket. In communist soccer, when one person gets it in the basket, everyone does. We had the energy, we had the night, we had each other. We had a problem. We were way too good at this, so we did the most obvious thing. We stacked another shopping cart on top of the one we already had. But a hot minute later, we were popping the ball in every other slap of the ankle. By the time we lifted that third cart into the air, we knew something unexpected was going on. Maybe even something magical. The shopping carts. They were begging for it. Begging for us to pull pyramids out of them loose, so we answered their prayers. The logistics were immediate, and the mechanics came even quicker. We worked in pairs. Gathering the carts, lifting and attaching, deciding where the sculpture's going to go next. First the center is upright, and then they spread outward, laying the carts on their side. The next layer rests with his front wheels, looks into the basket in the center. You wouldn't expect how many ways shopping carts can lock into one another in the middle of an empty stop-and-shop parking lot on a weekday. It didn't take long for authority to come after us, and we ran, but not before we were given a thick. Hey! You think this is funny? Who's gonna take this down? Some lifetime dead-end job schlub just like me whose morning routine will be abruptly interrupted by something he or she didn't know existed. Our work was not finished. At Star Market we erected an overflowing swarm of metal and carriage. By the dumpsters of Family Dollar we reconstructed the scattered bones of commercialism into a throne of modern antiquity. We flipped them upside down as the ones right side up. We forced wheels in the handles, in the alley behind Toys the Us. We erected a ziggurat to the possibilities of shopping carts. It was what was inside of us. And like everything else, it came from the earth. We chiseled away all that was not shopping cart from the air, and the closer we drew the realm of the impossible, the larger it became we wrote letters in the language of shopping cart. And they read, Wage slave, when you pulled this apart tomorrow, please do not let any weight gather in your shoulders. We wanted to put a little impossible in your life again, a little unexpected, a little I don't know what's around the corner. And we wanted to remind you of the necessity of magic. So when you pull apart these structures, sculptures, pyramids, remember that a pyramid has five points. One that aims towards God, and four that reach for something more
1: important absolutely love that piece by him i think it is absolutely incredible all right now we come to the time when i once again give out the number if you would like to call in tonight it is 646-595-3965 that's 646-595-3965 if you are on hold this is what you can expect tonight i do take callers in the order that you call in such as oh there he is okay such as 973 you are our first caller tonight 973 so listen for your telephone area code when i bring you on please do me a favor and make sure that you introduce yourself it's really important that people know who you are they uh your name is attached to your work. You know, I mean, basically, you're verbally publishing your poem tonight onto the airwaves of, foreverness. So, you know, you want to make sure your name's attached to that. Then, and it's just polite, you know, say hi, this is me, and and uh, that way, people know, people know it's you. It looks like looking at the board. Oh, how well, kind of, I got a lot of colors. So, you can do two pieces if they're short or one normal piece, you know, and you guys know, you guys know average, normal, small, medium, large here. So, uh, you know, two, two short ones, one normal length one. And if the lines free up a little bit and we can go back to reading two normal ones, I'll let you know at that time. But right now, let's just do two short or one regular. All right. Then when you are done reading, please make sure to give out your URL. You want to make sure that people know how to come find you, get to know you and your work better, show you some love, all that good stuff. Then remember, also, we are a mature rated show. So you are going to hear just about anything and, and you will hear just about anything with the exceptional hardcore erotica. We are not adult rated. So no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, no, none of the, you know, porn poems. Other than that, you're good to go. You know, Romantica is good. There's nothing wrong with that just
2: you, you know
1: you know what you know what i mean i don't need to see mount olympus to know there's mount olympus okay so now <laughs> with all that said i want to make sure i give out i'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers so you know where you are in the lineup tonight as i said we have 973 as our first caller then 734 and then 5 Four zero. I do want to let area code seven five seven know I see you down there. You are not in the lineup. If you're here just listening, I am glad. Thank you. Welcome. Enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time, you can press one, and that will put you in the lineup and and let me know that you want to come on the air and talk. Okay. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead and get back to area code nine seven three. Nine seven three. You are on the air.
4: Uh, hello, Nyla. This is Tammy Jones. How's everybody?
1: Oh, Miss Tammy, how are you, my love?
4: I'm really good. I'm good. How you been?
1: I've been been awesome. It's good to hear from you. It's, it's yeah. Thank I'm, you. I'm happy.
4: I'm great. It's good to speak with you as well. Um I have been writing, but I haven't been writing as I've wanted, but I have been writing and I have a piece I actually dedicated to my daughter. Um I had one of those moments when you're missing someone you lost. And I call this for Sierra. Hot, wet tears come, often come and go signaling things will be all right, but in the midst of a hot tear moment, nothing in that minute is all right. Your birthday will come and go, but this year it doesn't feel all right. Your presence is missing inside this box or fence where my senses are living. It may be tearful and my emotions are running hot tonight. I'm missing you, and yes, see, it's true. It's selfish, but my best wishes are human and for the living. I will celebrate your birth, your life, because you left us a legacy of so many examples to live by. I wish God could grant you a furlough just to drive by and say hi one more time. And trust after a good night's sleep, you know, Mom is tired and going to be all right. But I still have to get through it though And the darkness can be so vivid and bright in a nightmarish way Like a helium balloon or a kite I wish a breeze to blow me to heaven's door Just to catch a brief picture of you through a window Just to console my broken heart And know that the rumors about it are true And you are better than all right That's my plight while I'm still on earth Wondering if the life we live is worth dying for My heart says yes, and the vibes I've gotten from you in the form of energy has been positive, but I'm still trying to form a logic about it all. My chest is often scalding in heat because I fear life. Recalling how brave you were on your last bed left me proud but weary. Watching you that last night left my eyes not willing to blink, just staring at your chest, breathing on your own, until your jaw got choppy. And in that time, it... I felt so very much you lo- you truly loved me, and now I'm left feeling like i got to be all right. The way that I put on words of a song, you'll have to excuse me because they soothe the pain of losing until the chance we meet again. But I'm going to be all right. That's that piece.
1: I, I know exactly where in the whole grieving process you were when you wrote that. It's it's a very wow. cold you know it's a very cold moment it's it's
4: it's another reality moment
1: it's, it's it's yeah it's the moment that the reality is really is a reality yeah you know and and through all the heat and and hell you're walking through you get that ice cold chill that that mm-hmm. the fact that it is real sinks in and you know you have to go on it's like that that pivot between those two places that's just drops you, you know, like an airplane hitting a yeah. pocket, yeah. Yeah.
4: That that was yeah. was
1: beautiful and powerful, and, you know, I was right there every moment with you as you read that.
4: Thanks. Thank you.
1: It was amazing, Tammy. It's
4: hard to share pieces like that. It is. It's, it uh, is? But it can be. It can be because you're actually opening yourself wide for true Reality moments where you're sharing vulnerable things that you're thinking
1: you know you've always written very bravely tammy you don't mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of fluff or cushion to your words mm-hmm. you know you they they hammer down really hard you you don't you don't hide in fluff you don't hide your message in fluff, and it's yeah. something that I've always really loved and admired. Because it's a hard way to write. You know, it's one thing Mm -hmm. to say, you know, something straight out. It's another thing to be able to take the name off of it and write the emotion that's felt. Mm -hmm. And that's what I felt in that piece. You're you're amazing at that, Tammy. You're very welcome. You're welcome. I'm really glad that you've been here last couple weeks now.
4: Yeah, I don't think I made it last week. I forget what I was doing. Uh, my son had gotten uh, come down with the coronavirus, but since he has uh, healed and he's back in good health. So oh,
0: thank goodness. So I was probably goodness.
4: concerned about him, yeah. So, yeah. All right, well, I thank you for your time, and um, I look forward to hearing everybody's poems tonight.
1: Tammy, before you run away, sweetheart, tell everyone how they can find you.
4: I am a child of Prismatic Dreams and a New Word Order. Max Parthis and Tribal Rain are my family, and everybody else who's um, anybody with the Prismatic Dreams and New Word Order. And I'm on Facebook, you can find me under Tammy Jones, uh, Hip Hop Poetry, that's an affiliation of mine. Um, uh, Tamim 711 on Instagram and um, Twitter. Thank you.
1: (laughs) You're very welcome, Tammy. Thank you for starting the show off so amazingly. It is so good to hear from you.
4: Thank you. Nice to hear from you, too. Good night, baby. Good night.
1: All right. Our next caller comes from area code 734. 734,
5: you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's George Wiley.
1: Hey, George. How are you, sweetheart?
5: Hey, I'm good. You know, I'm good as you can be when you're in prison. But, uh, uh, you know, I tend to be optimistic about some things. And I think uh, I think uh, uh, we, we're strong enough as people to pull through all this stuff. We shouldn't gripe at every little thing that we have to change or give up or sacrifice because that is a sign of weakness, not strength. So... But um, you know, my I'm, my family, as far as I know, even though I haven't seen any of them since, since Christmas, um are uh fine. I I brought uh, two tonight. They're not one's a little longer, but it's about a page and a half and the other one isn't even a page. Um and this one I wrote um and it's related to the virus, um because such that sort of thing. Um It's called um, His Love Had Come with No Scorn. And there's little hints of a couple nursery rhymes in here. He bid she come and be with him. She said she just left another lover. But his bid was what she dreamed of. He cleaned the floors, the doors, the bed. He washed a pillow for her head. The curtains cleaned, but out beyond the town stood dark and still and ill. They'd write out this new virus that loomed in town, away from all the deaths and graves, apart from children crying brave. She brought a posy and a ring, some bread, some pie, and songs to sing. Amidst his arms, they doused their fears, a chance to bring back lovely years. They dined and wined and watched the town. Across the field a horse hood still and hungry the farmer had gone ill took his daughter too. They knew it would. In town the corpses stacked like wood atop a trailers stacked stacked with stench. They watched the crows, he gave her a locket. She snuck out to put posies in her pocket. They sang their songs, watched sunset hues, A passing neighbor called out bad news, but inside, all safe, they filled their dream. Yet one day she began to cough, and he did too. Their breaths grew soft. They cried away, thought they had fled, this scorn, this ill, those tiny cells. A morning came. She did not wake. It seemed impossible. They'd been so careful. He collapsed and felt it, it come so dreadful. How could it be such scorn comes from what we can't see that sometimes we do not recover from the reality of another lover and peace.
1: Wow. I, I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat, gripping the desk the whole time you're reading that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it, um you know, I wrote it last week, and I, um, yeah, it's related. You know, I tried to do a little to take it to another time and place, but you know, mm-hmm. it's the same content. And the <laughs> second one is much more up, is much more optimistic, and it's a I'm kind of I, I'm stealing this from or using uh, covering Sarah Teas, Teasdale poem. that's she's always wonderful in this. This one's a little brighter. And she didn't write this for this. She wrote this a few years ago, several years ago. There will come soft rains. There will come soft rains and the smell of the ground and swallows calling with their shimmering sound and frogs in the pool singing at night and wild plum trees in tremulous white. Robins will wear their feathery fire whistling their whims on a low fence wire and no, and not one will know the war of war. Not one will care at last when it's done. No one would mind, neither bird nor tree, if mankind perished utterly. And spring herself, when she woke at dawn, would scarcely know that we are gone. at Socrates' deal. And the beast.
1: You know, she is absolutely one of my very favorite poets ever. I have five poetry books. Like if I go anywhere and I know I'm going to be gone longer than two hours and I might have to stand still for 10 minutes, I might want to read mm. something, but I don't know exactly what I want to read. So I have this little thing that I carry. In it. it has like five, my my five Bible of books, you know, that mm. I take everywhere. And oh. that hers is one of them. You know, there's well, the something about I... her writing that I, I connect to so deeply on on a molecular level, her words. She's incredible. Great.
5: The reason I picked this tonight is uh, this afternoon, I was doing a lot of stuff on Facebook, you know, and one of my old classmates that now lives in Arizona um, dabbles a little bit in poetry, and he said, you know, today, he said, I'm going to refer you to a Sarah Tealzale poem. There will come soft rains, and I in the, in like in a, you know, a Facebook message. And I just said to him after that, uh, I'll check that out. Cause I, it didn't ring a bell. And so in between then and now I, I dug it out. I remember, oh, I'll check out, see what he said. And I was, I was completely impressed with it. And like, just like you are. So.
1: Yeah. She's phenomenal.
5: Isn't that something how certain poets. Seem to uh, rise up, even though their stuff their stuff is really timeless, is what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a time when I I am happy to say that I'm reading things from the New York uh, magazines and stuff that poetry is on a rise. Of course, it was on a rise. It really started not by the it started by the political situation and a lot of angst, and then throw over it this giant cloud of coronavirus, and you get. You get some death and gloom that will, you know, ironically or sadly, will bring out more art. If at least if history repeats itself, so we we might be sitting through a little short golden age of, of creative creativity amidst all this blood.
6: Yeah, you, know,
1: you, uh, you bring up a funny thing. You know the the that dark thing that makes us more creative, and that is so true. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like poets covet. That you know, when do you write better yeah. than when you are feeling intense, extreme, raw emotion? Right? right. I mean, something you know, that's just way far on the edge. Contentment is the death of a poet.
0: Oh right. I mean, yeah. you know, we're content, is, we're like, like fat
1: cats, you know, what? it's like, oh, I haven't written a poem in twenty years. It's okay, because yeah. I'm so content. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: No, we need you know, Tammy- to have that razor's edge.
5: Tammy's poem or before me, um, which mm-hmm. was brilliant, it it um it made me think of things that i thought about lost lost loved ones, and I it occurred to me the other day that this is a time people are home more and they're you know and they're saddened more and they're scared maybe, and I I would think that this might be a time when they start visiting dead relatives mentally, and I don't I don't mean that's what she did, but I'm simply saying that that's um. You know, it's, there is more time for reflection, and mm-hmm. there's some really wonderful, there's some really good stuff, you know, in the arts and music that you can find right now, and um, you know, Bocelli singing, Ave Maria or something like that, and, and this, you know, in Milan, um, things, things that, uh, things that are inspiring and they're uh, they're poignant. Um, maybe that's a, maybe that's true too, but I've taken too long here. <laughs>
0: I, I, I was reeling I in, but up. the drag was set too loose.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get it. I, I'll I was just kind of
1: letting that one run.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm glad to be here.
1: I am so glad that you came in, honey. Make sure that you tell everybody how they can come find you.
5: Yeah. Um, I have one book out called uh, Why Did I Remain in the Garden? Uh, George Wiley. uh, That's on Amazon. Um, And then I um, have uh, some things on uh, uh, allpoetry.com, and then I have a Facebook page uh, called George Wiley Writes, and it's actually about 100 people that... It's mostly poetry. Um, And what else? I guess I've got... I'm in a couple of anthologies and contests, but... That's it. And I'm glad to be here tonight.
1: (laughs) I was glad you were here. We are all glad you were here. Can you hear the masses?
5: I can hear. They're all going to say, (laughs) oh, God, when's he going to (laughs) get (laughs) up? No,
1: I think that's a different poem, honey. (laughs)
5: <laughs> that's a new poem that's, that's a different that's poem yeah, You I'll can't do. read
1: that one here
5: I'm going to write that one for next week It's going to be called When's, he gonna, <laughs> When's this guy going to get on <laughs> Okay Okay. All right, we'll, we'll oh I love you right. so dearly
1: George Thank you honey All great right, job okay. tonight <laughs> I'm So going to hold him to that Alright our next caller Comes from area code 540 540 you're
7: on the air <laughs> Hey, it's Philip Church down in Virginia.
1: Hello, Philip Church, my dear. How are you doing?
7: <laughs> oh, I'm um, I'm doing pretty pretty darn good. To tell you the truth, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing awesome. You keeping safe from the wood boogers?
7: Oh, them wood boogers don't stand a chance against me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been I've been fighting off them wood boogers since I was young, and so
0: you know how that goes. <laughs>
7: As a matter of fact, that poem that I wrote about the woodbugger—it's mm-hmm. a true story. That happened when I was 14 years old. So I was dealing with the woodbuggers back in the 70s. <laughs> oh, I mean, you gotta love George Wiley. I mean, the guy—I mean, aside from just a super talented poet, uh, his voice is just—it's soothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, just, you know. He, he
1: has a broadcaster's <laughs> voice. He really does.
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he absolutely does. But to the point you all were kind of talking about, you know, I, I put this on the cover page of my outlaw poetry group, but it's the quote by Jim Morrison says As long as there are people that can remember words and combinations of words, nothing else can survive a Holocaust but poetry and songs. This and, is uh, true. I'm kind of a, a big uh, believer in that myself. So uh, uh well I'm, I I want to do two tonight. Uh the first one is um it's a petrarchan sonnet. Um uh, I'm, I I'm, I'm trying to figure out if this was the very first petrarchan sonnet I had ever done or not. But uh, regardless, um it's called Under Sun the sun proceeds the mountain's sky and kind, as long-traveled a trail is trek to gain, a life prevailed upon, journey to feign, like some ancient clockwork refused to wind. The whole of truth with which we hold in mind, it's what we base ourselves upon, belaying. We must remember all that may pertain, or find we are among the deaf and blind as like autumn's dead leaves discard the trees and mountain peaks resound without reply we live our lives through all with aim to please but there remains of hope Hopeful, retry to gain the chance to change as like the breeze be warmed by sun upon which we rely in sonnet Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that was so amazing, and it really is no surprise to me that you love Shakespeare like you do, because you really have a grasp of that structure of the of the talking inside out and backwards in making those those the way that you write very understandable understandable and tangible, but in a very old school way. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but you know. It's like you're making Shakespeare <laughs> yes, modern and cool.
7: <laughs> uh, uh, they sent uh, a bunch of my poetry uh, to a, uh, a writers group up in West Virginia of uh, college students, and you know for them to critique and whatnot. And I'll never forget the one girl uh, said, "Well, his poetry is beautiful, but it's arcane."
0: <laughs> arcane, yeah. Arcane. You, don't, you like, can't wow, have it too esoteric, thing, you know. <laughs>
7: so so, but uh oh that's so funny uh, the
1: poem that i'm going to read later tonight or later on the show if there's time uh talks about arcane
0: and it's funny
1: (laughs) hmm it's an omen
0: (laughs) all right go ahead well
7: you know like i've said before I, i i consider myself an appalachian outlaw and inspirational poet so uh this is one of my more uh, inspirational poems, I guess, or I guess what you'd that's called a Christian poem, but uh, it's uh, called On Correct Christian Conduct. On correct Christian conduct, there is so much one might say, but to really get it right, here is offered a more excellent way. We're commanded to love with all our heart, soul, and mind, God above. And like unto that, we are to love all others as we, our own selves, love. That second commandment might seem the harder to others, our love accord. Just remember, even our worst enemy is endowed with the image of the Lord. If you find it a real challenge to love a neighbor just like a sister or a brother, try focusing on loving the reflection of God himself that exists within another it's so much better than vexation over your actions or reactions fitting hand in glove with any number of thou shalt or shalt not just simply God and others to love it might be feared that we can become so vulnerable while offering such a love so dear but it's actually quite liberating the more perfected because perfect love casts out fear Maybe there's worries that not being concerned with self-survival may cause a fall, but it really is God's will for us to love because we're told God is love, after all. We're allowed to use our minds and be wise as a serpent but innocent as a dove. So always try to find God in others. Christians are supposed to be known for their love. In poem. Beautiful message in that You know Don't just talk the talk Walk the walk That's right man That's right You know There's this thing I saw once I really love It's a a guy Was talking to an old Amish guy And uh, he said Well do you consider Yourself a good Christian And the Amish guy said "Eh, You'll have to ask My neighbor
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great answer A good anything Yeah Yeah
7: Yeah, I I think especially
1: with what's going on right now, we should really take a good look at our views of community. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
7: Well, you know, this is uh, if you have a light as dark as things are getting now, you need to let it shine. This is the time, and uh, you know, uh, if you have love to give, you know, this is the time to put it out there. Uh, this is the time to uh to fight all that darkness and all that sadness and 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 all with what we do have by way of light and life and love and art and so on and i'll you know like i said before i i think it actually is kind of a duty to those of us that are blessed with the ability to write uh anything poetry or prose really you know this is this is when uh We've got to shine, you know, the brightest, I think, and uh, love others the best because, boy, it's a rough old world now. And uh, with that, I'm going to get on off of here. Y'all can find me on Facebook, Phil Church. If you're interested in getting any of my books, I know money's kind of tight right now. You can search for me on Amazon, Philip Kent, K-E-N-T Church, and you'll find all my written works there. And with that, I'm going to get off of here and hopefully be talking to you this time next week. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much, sweetheart. Great job.
7: No, thank you. Stay safe,
4: y'all.
1: Bye-bye, hon. All righty. Mr. Philip Church, how we love you. Our next caller, actually, I'm going to go ahead and give you the next three callers. We will have 252-832-984. Right, we're just at the top of our hour now. You are listening to the Speakeasy Cafe, open mic poetry show, The Sound of Ink. Let's go ahead and bring our next caller on the air. Dun, 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 dun. That's my get ready because the board's stalling and hiccuping on me. 252, two. you are on the air.
8: Hey, Nyla, it's Quaid.
1: Hey, quay how are you, honey?
8: Doing fine, doing fine. Um, I have one poem here today. I'm gonna try to be quick for everybody else.
1: Go ahead, the mic yours.
8: Awesome. The poem is called "Traffic." I haven't been myself lately. I've vanished, so it seems. This journey is trying to take me from the destiny I feel. For love is brutal, often cruel, even unusual. Punishment for the one that gets signs. Nothing's mutual. But then what is that now? When what you dream can never happen. Through rain, trying to escape at four dollars a gallon. And still there's traffic. Trying to prohibit me from travel. Don't know where I'm going. Driving until I see the morning. The water's my song. I hear the motions on my phone. It's harder to see. When these eyes of mine are swollen and if it is her with eyes blurred, I can't address it. My pride is present, wounded and desperate for a message. See, I never had meant it. For it to go the way it ended, continuous drops. Now I'm completely at a stop. I couldn't get out. Stuck in the rain, hard showers. Bad accident out the head. The pileup was back for hours. Poem.
1: Wow, that was incredible. I am so glad you came back and read tonight, Craig. And I saw your friend's request. Thank you for that, by the way.
8: Oh, thank you. Thank you
1: absolutely fantastic piece i want you to do me a favor and because you're relatively new to our show i want to make sure that people know how they can find your page how they can get to get you inside their their social circles i've had a lot of people comment on your piece that you've read so many people tell tell you very good last time you read
8: oh awesome awesome um, well my email is quade q u a d e poetry at gmail dot com um, i have a facebook um that's it there's quade poems so q u a d e poems on facebook um and then also on youtube you can just look up um uh, quade poetry q u a d e poetry um and i have about two youtube videos up as well
1: awesome so that just, means that means, <laughs> cough, cough, hint, hint, that you're going to be sending me some, what, what, what's, what's the word for, um, wait a minute, I try, audio tracks
8: <laughs> to play on the show. Yeah, we, sure thing, yeah, we're definitely, definitely working on stuff like that and just trying to, you know. No, like, I'm, just just gonna, I'm just going to, I'm just going to
1: pirate it. them. I'm pirating them off YouTube, okay?
8: Cool.
1: And uploading them to the show. Do I got your permission to do that?
8: absolutely that works for me yes.
1: yes i get to be naughty and nice at the same time i love it <laughs> <laughs> all right did you want to read a second piece or were you just going to do the one?
8: Oh no i just do the one and listen to listen to everybody else
1: okay if you want to read another one tonight just press one and that takes you out of the lineup and then press one again and that puts you back in the lineup so you just go through the rotation again and you can read a second one
2: Awesome. Awesome. I can't thank thank you you enough.
1: (laughs) Great job, honey. Thank you for being here.
8: Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a nice day. You too, honey.
1: So right now, guys, one of the lines in Quaid's poem has made that to my, one of the lines that he read or said is my, that's my line poetry prompt for next week. So, so, get these lines on here get reading see who can take them down if they can <laughs> dun 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 the 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 battle of the prompts yeah we're going to the next caller which is 832 832 you are on the air
9: no not really
1: yes really ali ali all come free yeah
10: yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so glad this is not TV and you can't see what I'm doing right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know. if, if
1: you want to know a visual, it's close. You know that oatmeal you never ate? And I ah, had to eat for a couple uh, years. You, you ever see uh, a chimpanzee in a zoo throw things? I would be that chimpanzee. Oh, okay. I'd be throwing oatmeal at you right now.
9: <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, you know. <sighs>
0: Do you realize yeah. how
1: long you've been here with us? I knew you. You and I knew each other and and uh on on before this show ever exists, we were friends way before this show ever existed. I first heard you perform on a different network and and uh being so in awe of you. Oh,
3: <laughs> the souls are blue.
1: You know, and, and we did the the Speakeasy Cafe's first live West Coast poetry performance show and You know, you were supposed to come out for it and something happened with the airlines and your seat got bumped and you didn't make it. And I was so bummed out because it was like, you know, it was like Elvis was coming or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
9: well, you know. know, And then then over
1: the years getting to know each other. And now when I talk to you, it's like we're both sitting there in boxers. You know, know. it's just so comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of years for our 14th year of
9: Oh, that's a long time, is probably, girl. We, we, is probably
1: sixteen years.
9: Yeah, we okay. we started out there on Facebook before they messed it up and did all that beta stuff on there.
1: MySpace, MySpace.
9: Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Well, wow, okay, Facebook, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> it all kind of blurs together after a while, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I that's cool. But, um, that's cool.
9: Yeah its this, this 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 kind of this piece here I'm not really sure what to say about it, to be honest, it's kinda of one of those things that like you' had things all kind of backlogged and you just squeezed it on out there, and it's like oh okay <laughs> that's what it that's what it looks like huh? oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if you want to really put something to it, uh, you could call this one a purge. I'm not going to go any further with that. But uh, (laughs) it's just just like, you know, it's just one of those things, I guess. Uh, Nigake, Tread the Stars. Burning lights, searing pain, memoirs of metaphor. There aren't any dreams anymore, just mile markers of where they've been. Left red pulse, red dress, red breath, rust Ancient, ageless as blood, I mean, whether you're bleeding or it's all just past tense. Looming portraits of shadow Gedaki Death Times Times have their own titles hours carry the details of what you did the comparative descriptives of that against what you desired what you wished for spent dreams for of drams of measures of blood oh blood yeah dawn breaks again and the bleeding continues There are moments of thought to be kindness become just another formal entry of abuse. The momentary flash upon freedom's guilt-ridden shores, the bones that cannot be forgotten while he got Oh, yeah, spill the bones. Maybe it's an oracle. Maybe it's just chance. The odds wrong, the table weighted the cards, shulbe, just a spew of intestine upon the brushed smooth, viscous miseries of green felt, marked for the gamble of future nights, of losses, of retrospect, ashes in the mouth seldom transmute in, unto milk and honey. Bitterness stays bitter wa to be blown by the wind in askance or the measure of escape be, no hands tied to the flames that mark every step, a short whiff of smoke. No known source, an aberration aberration at best. Thunder pounds flat any interruptions that could be of solace, and solicitude only incites contempt. Generosity is by default, and so is discounted as accidental. Mon force. Dust carried by the wind continues to obscure what is left of the ragged maps, tattered and torn. They just there just isn't much left of it now. just the high hills, always at a distance. Entro, bonjour, access, data. Monk B, clouds moving, words already in motion, of lowering, glowing like live coals, bedges, heat, firebrands that sink deeper than skin, mon oh god. Medicine, spirit, soothing enough for us all. Inche. Faces lost in the blues, almost blue through bonta. There are no dreams anymore, just prayers for the kindness of relief. Whenever it shall come to pass, the flesh finally done so that spirit can rise. Immured, inured to hardship smiling at last in the light of that sunrise that dies not. Mi tombe Red earth, crying, too impacted by colonialism to care, future signs, burials, buried deep as the trees, dead now for centuries, remembered as... As ghosts Tides Phantasm Figuratives Perjured Professional testimonials Wrath Of greed mongers Who want population decimation A more demure Domesticated Workforce Who will take orders Without independent thought Before you were born You were already bought As the OG Alternative energy source Freedom A foolish whim For the masses Time remains unanswered Oh yeah It is time to try again Follow the ways of Raven And Old Crow Hunt for the shadow wolves Walk in the medicine Gathering Silent As the bear We are the ghost road Born walking our way home, pain still sears from the light of the stars. And peace. Now, an- another just...
1: You know, pulled from somewhere deep down inside your soul. And there's, You know how if you hear a Rod Stewart song, you automatically automatically know it's Rod Stewart? Or if you hear Madonna, you can tell my era, right? If you hear Madonna, you know immediately who it is, right? There's no mistaking those voices. Tom Petty. You know, it's really weird. I've been missing Tom Petty really, really bad this week. Is that weird?
9: It's just... No, not at like all. Like really, like a,
1: like loss <laughs> because, of a friend, you know.
9: Well, it's Tom the loss of Kevin someone Man. you can look at and see him and see standing up for himself. He never backed down, you know. No. He didn't if give a damn what those seen, idiots like, in the corporate office cared about. <laughs> he exactly. cared about his music.
1: If you guys have never seen the movie The Postman with Kevin Costner, for the scenes with Tom Petty in it. That movie. I mean it's an, an awesome movie anyway, but for the scenes with Tom Petty in it, it is worth every second of watching that movie. So if you've not seen that, Kevin uh, The Postman by Kevin Costner. And uh yeah, you should you should all watch that movie. All right, so I'm done. Tom Petty, man.
0: <laughs>
1: but you know, you have a voice like that. When you when you read, if somebody were to come onto the show immediately, and unless they'd never heard you before, immediately they would know who was reading because you you've got that that voice. Everybody knows that's your, you know, they know who you are. It's very unique and, and, you know, unmistakable. But that transcends into your written work too. Were I to be handed a stack of poems, I would be able to pick out your unique voice and know which poem was yours out of that stack of 100 because your voice is still that tangible in the written word as it is in the spoken word. So. You know, after after fricking a fricking, 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 million years giving you compliments, I really have to pull some out of my ass sometimes. They're always all true. <laughs> but if you hear me talk, and it's because I'm trying to think of, you know, a really cool way of saying what I'm thinking, you know. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. would it not be funny to go back over the last, well, the 14 years we've been doing this show, uh, but to go back over everything I've ever said about, your poetry, and put it onto one audio track. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
6: It'll
9: be a long time. I wonder how
1: many, <laughs> how many hours of my life I've spent
9: kissing your fanny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about all that, but I, I, I mean, I, I just, uh, I mean, just put it this way, I would, I would hope that, because it, it's what I try to emulate, and it's not that... Not that I com and I'm actually giving myself the comparative. But I have always admired people like Tom Petty because he you know, some people said he wrote really simple songs. I don't think so at all because he mm-hmm. had a way of saying it that, that brought it over the top of what anybody else was doing at the time. And Pink Floyd did the same.
0: Mm-hmm. And you
9: know, there are very there are very there are certain groups that, that you know, musically Aussie. have that have that way about them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne is in there too. Yeah. And and you know that, that you know when when you when you hear the vocal or when you hear that first stroke of the chord the way that it comes across, you know who it is. You don't even have mm-hmm. to guess. You already mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and that's what is put me to in me. a dark room. And and, and y you, you could play you could play a, a, a song by Rush and I would know instantly who it was. <laughs> I wouldn't even have to think about it, you know. But I, I, try that. I try to do that. I, you know, I do my best to emulate that kind of that sense of not following someone else's footsteps, following pattern maybe, following some some of the rhythms that I see or, or hear innate in some of you know some other people's works. Um, but but you know, always putting my stamp on it as much best I can.
1: Being, not copying, because my being hope is, uh, you
9: know, spy. no, oh, no, no, I, I yeah. would, I would, I would have to kill myself if I sounded like, you know, 15 <laughs> other people.
0: <laughs>
9: that just wouldn't work. Unless I sounded like them first.
1: Get it? Unless I sounded know, like them first. That means I would be the well, original, but but see, uh, then you would, I,
9: they, That was or, clever. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, you'd be <laughs> the original, but, 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 if, but, if, but if that was me, I would have to instantly change. I would have to do something that made it different because I couldn't, I would not let them soak into that. But I would hope that at the end of of the day, you know, for, for my own work that, that it would, you know, that it would have the same kind of stamp, like the, the heavy influence that Jimi Hendrix put on the song by, uh, uh, what's his name? Good God. The guy who, who Bob Dylan, The Bob Dylan tune "All all Along the Watchtower," because no one remembers that that song was actually written by Bob. As soon as they hear "All Along the Watchtower," It's like "Oh, that's a Jimmy song." Yeah, well, he definitely put that stamp on it.
1: (laughs) I think I opened a can of worms,
9: guys. That's you know that's what I you know that's where that's where I that's that's what I you know (laughs) if there's anything that I would can say that I was I would aspire to, that would be it.
1: You're you're well on your way there because you definitely so, have that I voice. Just, that's why I made that comment 20 minutes ago. <laughs>
0: oh, okay.
9: I, no, I'm sorry. I know. I get, well, I
1: wasn't very I subtle, was I?
9: <laughs> yeah, you know.
1: I love you so much. I just you, my yeah. friend.
9: <laughs> yes, we have been friends for a very long time. That's for sure. And down some very dark passages at some points
0: hmm so yeah
9: anyway um you can find me on Facebook and it says rafe wild and then underneath in uh, Parentheses it says soldier Blue and that's me and I'm still waiting to hear back from uh the guys uh with my easing for the link to the uh um uh video that's gonna be on their youtube channel, so as soon as I Get something definitive, you know, from them on that, you know, then I will pass that along to everybody.
1: Very cool.
9: I'm going to hold you to that. Oh yeah. I mean, that's to me, you know. I mean, good, bad, or ugly, you know. If if I'm writing something, it's not, it's not something I'm going to, you know, keeping, keeping under wraps, you know. (laughs) Because I mean, I, I have a definite. Idea of you know what the the circle is in terms of my my craft, you know, and and first part of that is recognizing that you have a gift. Second part is using that gift, and the third part is giving it back. You know,
1: he you teach did you yourself hear that? if
9: you if you just sort of hold on to it.
1: Did you huh? hear that?
9: Did you hear that? What? It's the nope. sound
1: of the sun coming up.
9: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, I, 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 you don't, you don't share a lot of personal philosophy. You, you talk about your poetry a lot, but you don't talk about your philosophy about writing and, and creativity and all that. And I really appreciate it. You know, I, I tease you because you talk a lot, but you know, you talk a lot. So it's okay for me mm-hmm. to tease you, you know, and you know, anything I do is just done with the utmost respect for you anyway. But, uh, you know, it, the information you share is just incredible. It's very inspiring to me. So thank you. All, all teasing you aside for talking a long time. <laughs> <laughs>
9: hey, You know.
6: <laughs>
9: all right, Miss Nyla. I appreciate you as always, and I appreciate the platform of self-expression that we're afforded with your show.
1: Well, thank you, sweetheart. Love that you're part of our family here. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right, Soldier Blue Blue, Rafe Wilde. Right. I always tease him about his porn star name, Rafe Wilde. Yep. Okay, next caller, <laughs> area code 984.
11: 984, you are on the air. I want a porn star name. Seriously, <laughs> I want a porn star name. Seriously. Then, I mean, then you yeah. need to change
1: your last name to Wiggle instead of Steel.
11: <laughs> Unless it's Steel.
1: Like cold hard no, steel. Then that
11: would I, I work. just, I just, I just changed the GCS on Jesus, and that's got to be the most pornographic fucking name you can ever imagine. Like GCS. Uh, and <laughs> my name is Glen C. Still, right? Glen Toro Still, mm-hmm. right? So, I just put it out like that, that. would be a good pornographic name, right? Porno name, right? I sold <laughs> porno in I sold porno in the in, in San Fernando Valley when. You know, when it was like hip and hop and before, well, back in the days when, well, everything the was The 70 porn stash? serious No, the 80s, 80, uh, late 80s, when everything was banging. I was mean, the, literally banging. The decade yeah. of the
1: pizza delivery boy. Yeah. The, yeah.
11: That was the decade of decadence, you know, literally. You know, it was fun. You know, I still wonder how I wound up with no disease. <laughs> Seriously. Oh,
1: uh I, I mean, could show you guys pictures of me in the '80s that would absolutely blow your freaking mind. I mean, all stiletto heels and lace bobby socks and
11: rhinestones I don't, I don't, and don't, don't, the, the big don't webbed eyes. I and, just masturbate over them. I will just literally. Sh- sh- oh, you did uh, not say that. La 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 la. I, I did. Oh, oh, I can't say that. Oh, yeah, I Oh my gosh. I, I I I will heal you, okay? Like Jesus, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't, I, I, yeah, I, I, I missed, I, 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 I missed the, uh, step to the Glad? and I, and I sunk. Um, yeah, I was thinking that, so I think he's this piece like, uh, Hank, so I want to send out a few, a few shouts, okay? Hank Baccaro, okay? Um, he read a piece of <laughs> mine a couple of years ago. Uh, they sent it to your page. It's called, uh, never... Cry never. doubt I don't know what it is, but uh, um, you should play that on one of your openings or closings sometimes. Okay, you have my permission to download it. The way they got to do. Okay, oh, but awesome. he does it. I I actually did it in my in, in my own spoken word, but I liked his a lot there, so I just deleted my shit and went. You know, Hank does it better. You know, um, shout out to Zoe Hansen who is uh, my improper pimp agent okay <laughs> she's living <laughs> in l a okay no, she thinks me like you wouldn't believe man i I love her okay um, um Ashley marie um one of my my best friends I've known for as long as I've known you probably maybe maybe not quite as long but um you know we're kind of like uh we partnership up and we just exchange ideas and and then uh you know she challenges me and I challenge her and you know, we we do we do what you do, but only differently. You know, we don't do writing prompts. We just like to do, like, ideas. You know, like, you know, we we'll talk in conversation and shit comes out and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. You have stilettos? No way. Let me write about that one, you know. <laughs> no, she doesn't really have stilettos. But, uh, <laughs> but she could, you know. Um, and who else? Um, Lori, um Up north, I might read it. I might might read this piece about her. I'm kind of, you know, going two ways tonight. But here's the first piece, okay? Um, No, this is not the first piece. This is like the second piece. If I wanted to do that, I gotta find the shit. Facebook has been kind of fucking with me lately, but that's kind of normal. When was the last time I called in? And I had to hang up. Right. You know? Mhm. Mhm. I'm smoking a Cuban, and it Cubans don't stay lit, unfortunately. They're supposed to be the best cigars in the world, but they don't stay lit. You have you have to keep lighting them, over and over. Okay. So, I need you tonight. A remedy. Throw the magic out of your body. Liquefy me. Set down my throat, touch my heart, go the distance. Rush like a butterfly. Open my wounds, heal me, help me become essence. When I come inside you, don't be proper. I need you tonight to exemplify me and you. Change me. In order to be able to become a butterfly, the caterpillar has to fall apart completely, decompose down to its very essence. Devoid of any shape or consciousness. It literally dies. There's nothing left of it. And from this liquid essence, the butterfly starts to put itself together from scratch. Help me die to live again tonight with you. wash me like a butterfly. My name is Ben Still. It's called Butterfly. Thank you very much.
1: That was beautiful. You've... Uh... Your writing has made a slight shift as of late, and I'm not sure what what it is, but, I mean, you write about Raleigh as anybody that I know, but you know when you're walking through the worst part of downtown, and it's that half hour, that, that golden hour, right before sunset, when everything in the world turns amber, the sun slips slide, sideways between the streets, and everything glows 14 beautiful.
11: Fourteen years of compliments. <laughs> Fourteen years of compliments. Go ahead, girl. Yeah.
1: But you, you know that just, that moment I'm talking about when everything just glows. You know, there's it's almost like there's that glow on the way that you're writing lately, on some of the things that you've been posting, and I've been reading, and it, it's it's not hugely different, but it's. A shift. There's a shift. That kind of makes me wonder what brought that shift, but it's beautiful.
0: Maybe, you know, you go.
1: If you were to talk about, you know, pivoting time when maybe your work is going to evolve throughout your lifetime, I think this may be one of those times. Because, but it's honed. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm just a grippy. What can I say?
12: Uh, I
11: like I love you anyway. You know, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know.
1: I never say anything There's
11: bad. There's nothing you. There's nothing you can do to change my mind about you. I still love you. I, I, you know, and believe me, I heard a lot of bad talk about you, but I uh, fuck them. <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's been on the air forever. Does she matter? I mean, does she ever get a fucking sleep? Yeah, does she never fucking? I mean, she must be a bat hanging upside down. She never rests. She's been doing fucking that shit forever. I'm like. Give us some credit, bitch. You know, you tried to do that. You know, 14 years (laughs) ago, no, I don't think you can do that.
1: Well, a lot of shows, you know, there's been, I've seen a lot of shows, poetry shows, and some really good, amazing. We've had, I mean, there's been some fantastic poetry shows on this thing, you know, but.
11: Yeah, they have. Absolutely, there have. And it
1: makes me sad when they they stop or go away, but life happens and things like that happen, but.
11: Yeah, you know, because life happens to them, podcast. and I have no
1: life, so yes, I'm still here. I'm sorry, you guys. Because
11: you, know, you do have a life, but you know, I think <laughs> I think what we're gonna see is we're gonna see like uh, uh, the the porn star that before us, okay, before me, okay, um, Ralph, um, porno name, okay. He was fucking cool. <laughs> Wild. I, I dig this. <laughs> yeah, he he yeah, Ralph Wild. I mean.
1: Tell me that's yeah, not a porno name. Rafe Wilde, that is, that is,
11: is a 1974 porn star name. name. I mean, it's awesome. But his, poetry, <laughs> his poetry is fucking slam dunk too, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so he's not only really is he hanging, but he's hanging, you know? He's like, you know, dude, I wish I could have sold your porno back in the 80s, you know? But, oh, um, God, why
1: are we, why uh, are we on porno tonight? Me and my mouth. Well, I must have brought that up at some point, right?
11: You did. Yeah, you did. That's my you're fault. Guilty I'm one. sorry. Okay. Your fault? <laughs> yep, yeah, there you go. Yeah, own up, own it, you know. So um, I get myself
1: in the most
0: mischief.
11: (laughs) But I think what we're going to see, because, you know, um, I think we're going to see a lot of poets come out, and like he was saying, okay, I think that we're going to see a lot of, of, of like, uh, unspoken voices being able to come out and just, like, uh, predicate and, like, you know, tell it like it really is, you know. Uh, Because... You know what I what I what I've seen on my own in my own um, in my own work. You know, you you said something to the manufacturer of this, okay. But what I see in the relevance of it is like number one, I've had I've got I've always got five thousand readers on Facebook, okay. Uh, shy a few sometimes, but you know, and sometimes you know, tr- people trying to get on. But um, if Facebook isn't fucking me around. Um, then I am I'm kind of I kind of stay stabilized. But what I've seen lately is, like, more people are reading my work probably because they're bored as Okay? <laughs> and they're like, you know, oh, fuck it. Hey, Read Gun Still. He's got to have something to say, you know? It might be a little bit different, you know? But so, and even if he's if out of boredom, okay, if that's the case, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think poetry and podcast spoken word um um i i think that is going to become a very pro- professionally like noun in our vocabulary i don't know what i don't they are probably going to reframe this they're going to make it into a new word some fucking hip word you know the, the millennials they'll call it like you know uh speak or whatever you know what i'm saying i don't know what they're going uh. into you know but they're going to do something, OK, because they're bored as fuck, too, because they're living with their parents you know? and their parents are going like, I support you. Yeah. You can't go out of the house. So you got to listen to Glenn still, you know, or or, you know, or You know what? So it's, it's OK. I don't
1: I don't care what they call it as long as they hear it and as long as whatever twist they put on it, whatever unique perspective they put on it, they carry it forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: we come from a beautiful long tradition of bards. Think about it. Yeah. The man in Africa running with the stick, the the <laughs> bards that with their lair, lyres that went from town to town during the medieval days. You know the the story.
11: I, I, the story. I think we the words carried forward. We we come from a big, big I, tradition I of that. So let it. them
1: take it, make it.
11: Yeah. I think you should call it the cigar, puffing on the cigar.
1: <laughs> oh, God dang. Okay.
11: My heart, my heart, my heart, my heart feels a storm coming. It's clearly appalling. It could put me down. Either way, I'll wake up. I've been waiting for so long, I can't describe myself within. I'm halfway around the world most of the time. Where are those lips? I want to kiss. Where's that heartbeat? I thought I knew for sure. I didn't know shit. I saw a Buddha playing golf on the links. I saw God rolling dice in the casino. I saw a democracy do a hit and run. I saw communism wipe us out with a synthetic pandemic. The streets were bare. Self prophecy. Deja vu is trespass. My heart belongs to you. Just share yours with mine in quarantine. My mind says, everything is real. Gave into dreams, re-choosing, rescuing spiritual animals. I see the dead look in their eyes. I want to save them, but I can barely feed myself. I'm left in a perplexity. I want human contact. I want my life back. But one thing no one knows is I've always been here before. I saw this coming step by step. A photo of a prophet is who I am. I warned of this. I want your life back. I want you to kiss your lips. I want you to hold you like you hold me, like you've never been held before. I want you to look back when I take that chance that I never took before. I want you to look in the mirror, see you behind me, see you in front of me. I want to see you smiling. And quarantine. I want you with me. This is called quarantine. My name is Bunny
1: That was absolutely beautiful. Great job. Both pieces tonight, honey.
11: Yeah. All right. Get on to your next guest.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Tell everyone how they can find you again.
11: Facebook, Google, you. Google me, you'll probably find out more about me than I know about myself. Google me Glenn still thanks Hun. uh-huh
1: Glenn brings up a really good point google, google you know Google him, you'll find out more than he knows himself. I Google myself at least once a year, and you would not believe some of the things, especially you know if you're out there if you're you're doing stuff you know via the online community, you'd be surprised where your stuff goes. I, I find stuff constantly. I, I found this website that Noreen showed me, and, and it said, congratulations, you're in the top 10 in your category uh, internet-wide on this this uh, survey thing, the show was. And, you know, it, it. I had no clue. And I got to looking at it. I thought it was something brand new. No, it's it's been there on the top 10 for the last 10 years. She found it it's crazy. So you should Google yourself once in a while, you know, Google the title of some of your poems, you know, gurgle, Google, gurgle Go gurgle is what I'm doing right now. Uh, Google, you know, lines from your pieces or stuff like that once in a while, and, you know, just be aware of what's out there. I've even found pieces of mine that had been purgerized, and all you can do is contact the website, and they can, they'll have it taken down, but um yeah it's important it's important to do that if you put yourself out there on the internet to be aware what's out there on the internet okay our next caller comes from area code i'm going to go ahead and give the three next three callers because mom is in there and i know she'll want to know we have 419-219-216 so 419 H 419 are you there missy hi
13: yes yes miss nyla i am here how are you
1: (laughs) i'm wonderful how are you sweetheart
13: I'm doing okay tonight, I guess. <laughs> I lost my voice, so I'll try to do the best I can. And I lost it waiting on the show. I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Me. Did you look under the desk? Oh.
13: <laughs> no, right? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Like you know, what for the past? I don't know if it's a virus thing or whatever, but for the past month, my voice just comes and goes. It's never done that in my life. And then my cheeks get really, really red. I've never had that before. And a lot of times, why. I go outside, my eyes get really red.
1: You don't realize, you don't realize how much we don't realize how much we talk during the day, right? So now all all of a sudden we're by ourselves. And so we have no one to talk to but ourselves. So we're talking twice as much. So that's why. Because we're walking and talking to ourselves. I I I work every day. I've
13: I've never been, I've never been uh, quarantined. I work every day. um, So I don't know what it's like to be quarantined. I don't know what everybody else is going through because I'm essential. So I'm always going to work every day. Um, But the phones ain't been ringing, so I really haven't been talking that much. Uh, <laughs> but I just noticed that the the last like three weeks, it's just crazy because it just comes and goes. So I can try tonight. But I got um, are we still doing two or only one?
1: You can do two short I mean, ones. That
13: would tell me. Okay, well, um, I think I'll just do one long one then, if that's okay. Well, not it's a longer one, but I'll just do it because due to the virus that we um. You know, like come to the confrontation with everybody in quarantine that we may not be able to you know see our loved ones again if they're in a nursing home and we can't go and visit and and like assisted living and stuff like that and um if they're in bad health, so I wanted to write um read something that I wrote about my grandma if I could please so it's called "I never want to say Goodbye." <laughs> And I'm Shelly Gambino, if anybody doesn't know, or a.k.a. 419, Agent 419. Um, I never want to say goodbye, nor I'll ever have to. Instead, I'll say I love you dearly, and I'll be seeing you soon. Your love will be in every bird I see. Your love will be the whispers in the wind. Your love will hug me with your memories. Grandma, sweet grandma, yes, I'll be seeing you again. Um, And just before I continue, she is 94 years old. So I just want to let people, she's very elderly too as well. So that's why I wrote this. Um, Life has dealt the cards. You've endured the pain. It'll never be easy to have to accept it's your turn to go. Life has a way with its peaks and valleys. Life has a way of getting us through. But there is no better love than that of a grandma whose heart is rare and true. When life gives us mountains, when we know we have to say goodbye, when the sun will no longer come out and the moon again will never shine grandma i will meet you i'll be seeing you on the other side spread your wings my sweet angel spread your wings and fly. grandma it's okay to love you with all of it's okay to love with all of your heart and sometimes it's okay to say goodbye your love so endless will last forever to all the ones blessed to know you dear grandma the birds are chirping and the bells are ringing the angels are calling you i can hear Your children await you on the other side to join them and hold your hand. Grandma, they will lead you to the promised land. Your sweet love will always be found inside our hearts. Grandma, it's your love you gave right from the start. You already have your ticket to heaven, a spot reserved just for you. Your children are there already waiting for you. I never want to say goodbye. I never want to say goodbye. But I will say I'll see you again someday. You'll be seen in the moonlight. Your smile will be reflected in the stars. You will be felt whenever the wind does blow. Grandma, you'll be seen in everything. Sleep well, my sweet angel. Sweet, sleep well, my sweet angel. Just close your eyes, for all is well, my sweet angel, and all will be all right. Grandma, you are so loved. Grandma, I'll never say goodbye. Grandma, it's soon time for you to close your eyes. Grandma, I love you so. Grandma, I'll never say goodbye. Rather, I'll look up to the sky and say hello. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and rest well, my sweet angel. Grandma, I refuse to say goodbye. I just refuse to say goodbye. Grandma, I love you. Grandma, I love you. It's time to close your eyes.
1: That was beautiful, honey. That was beautiful, Shelly. So much, so much. What a beautiful way to introduce us to her.
13: Yeah, because my, my mo- she's on my mind tonight because my mother just asked me if I was going to go and see um my grandma for her 95th birthday in September. And I said, well, with the virus and everything, you're like seven and a half hours away and I can't see her, but I think I might be there standing out her window if she makes it to 95. I will be there, and she's been on my mind. And I'm thinking a lot of people have families with this going on that they can't see because of the quarantines and stuff like that. So I just wanted to relate a piece of how I feel about maybe with the potential of not maybe being able, able to see her again. So,
1: yeah. But thank I, you. I hope everything works out and you're able to go down there. You know, even if you yeah, even yeah, if you you. wave out a window. You know, even if you're if even that, if you're just, you know,
13: it would be so worth the trip just to see your face. So
1: all you have to do is stop yeah. and get gas. You sleep in the car, in in the, you know, someplace safe. You don't have to get out. You don't have to get near the buggy booze, but yeah. Right.
13: <laughs> It'll be worth it just to see her. So, cause she's such a sweet little lady, <laughs> a little lady. Um, yeah. So thank you for letting me share. <laughs> oh,
1: you're welcome, baby. It was fantastic. <laughs> you just, just seriously. I mean, it was very sad, but there was such Aww. a beautiful be- beauty in that sadness. You know that thank we you. could we could feel the love and the you know the the history and the, the smoke hang of it the words in the air yeah beautiful
13: well thank you very much thank you
1: you know I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna say this real quick but because I think it's important for us to think about I like planting weird little random thoughts in people's heads sometimes but. I think that you and I listening to that piece, it really made me miss my grandma, you know, and I've tried so many times to write, write about my experience with my grandma. I remember, I mean, everything I needed to know about love and life, I learned in my grandma's kitchen, even though I didn't realize I was learning it at the time. You know, and, you I, can and I can picture everything. I can picture the dead fly on its back with its legs up on in the windowsill next to the green mason jar full of S and H green stamps in this otherwise perfectly tidy kitchen. You know, not not clinically anal clean, but but her brand of organizing everything in its place and and I remember, you know, her standing with her back to me and her big ample bottom in this purple, you know, dress, purple violet dress print house dress with an apron on and being oh. by coming through the kitchen. She's standing there making us soda biscuits in the fry pan and my great grandpa or my, yeah, my great grandpa walks. This is my great grandparents. My great grandpa walks by. And he slaps her on the ass. And I'm sitting <laughs> at this table picking at this wax box container of whipped honey butter that they used to get uh, well they used to get back when my great grandma was making honey Um, and I hated whipped honey butter and every time I would eat honey I would want to throw it but I never said anything to her and I always ate it because she made it such a ritual something so special standing there in the kitchen but grandpa walks by and and slaps her on the butt right and I didn't (laughs) know at the time what I was seeing but I knew somehow I knew that what I was seeing was very important. And I remember my great grandma raising up the spatula and shaking at it and the the skin underneath her arm wiggling in her blue, the short sleeve of her blue dress and, and shaking the spatula at him and nodding her head towards us. Like the kids are going to see. And I remember that the 10 year old impish grin on this man's face. (laughs) and, And they were, they were ancient. They were like cobweb people, right?
6: Right. And I knew that
1: I was seeing something important. I just inter- didn't understand. But my brain always tucked that tuck, tuck that photographically memorized into my memory. And I can remember it was like, yes, like it was yesterday. And I've always tried to write about oh. it, but I've never been able to put it down in words the way I want it to be. But I think, I that, think that our generation, you and me, loved her. I, I think that you and I are the last generation that are ever going to know grandparents that way. Right. Right. You know, our kids having (laughs) kids, you know, they're going to text us pictures. You know, if we want pictures, we're going to have to go to their Facebook page and, you know, copy them onto our computer and print them out or whatever, you know, the grandparents meaning to the family social circle.
0: Right. That You and
1: I know, I don't think any future generation, until time slips backwards are ever going to know or look at or have those kind of memories with grandparents that we have. And I think that's really important to write about those things because pretty soon people are going to be reading that. And it's like, no, it was never like that, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it's there to teach, to remind, you know,
13: I never knew like, see my, my grandpa passed away before I was born. Um, he had died in a tragic car accident when my mother was like 18 and pregnant with her second child. And um, I just didn't, never heard, she never talked about it. Back in the day, they never talk about things, their emotions uh-uh. and everything like that. Never in my whole life. I'm 43 years old. I've never heard my grandma talk about my grandpa. Well, um, and then after that, um, my other grandpa, who she was with for 40-some years, who I called my grandpa, they never got married, but that I knew as my grandpa my whole life, he had passed away. And three months after he had passed away, my husband passed away. And I went home for Christmas, and I felt so heartbroken that no one could understand me. I felt so alone. I felt no love from my family. And when I went to go see my grandma, she was the last person i seen before I left. And I just vividly remember her saying, I feel so sorry for you, Shelley, for what you're going through. And I thought, wow, this woman had went through it twice, you know, and I didn't understand what she meant. So I said, yeah, Grandma, and she said, because you're so young. And I just, I never really got that full potential of what she meant by that. But um, I still feel it to this day, and um, I just felt like of my whole family that my grandma was the only one that I could relate to what I was going through because she had been through it herself. Nobody else in my family has been through a loss of a spouse like that. Yeah, so that's something that we have forever. That we'll, I'll ever have that bond with my grandma. And I, I just, I at, at one point, I just felt close to someone at that point, and that was my grandma.
0: So mm-hmm.
13: On the flip side, she's German, and her whole life she's only been 4'10. Well, I'm only five foot. <laughs> And I had passed her up one day, and I was a whole head taller than her. So I went to her house, and I'm like, Grandma, Grandma, look at how tall I am. If I come here next time, I said, and I get any taller, I'm going to confuse you for the doormat. Well, with that, she punched me in the arm. Well, this is very well-deserved. <laughs> and she laughed or laughed and smiled or smiled. And I'll never forget that because um, it was something that we shared together. But, yeah, she was always 4'10", and then in age, she dropped to, like, 4'6". <laughs> so... Yeah, she's just a short little lovely lady. I just love her. My heart. <laughs> oh, thank you for know. sharing her with us, honey. Yep, and thank you for letting me read. And I took up too much of your time, but I love your show. And um, I just wanted to say too, the first piece that was done, that was done mm-hmm. by Tammy. Yeah. What a strong piece that I could relate to because I went through it. And I thought I about you when she her, was reading it. You know what? Yeah, and um. I wanted to tell her what a great job of expression. And at times we go through those things and it comes back to us maybe after the fact or during, but we don't write it until later after our grief. But um, I really could relate to those words that she said. And I wanted to say great job in her emotional right that other people can tangibly feel that have been through it. And I just want to say what an awesome job that she did in expressing herself for that because I can feel her words. Absolutely. Absolutely. You could feel her words. Yeah, me too. (laughs) <laughs> I think anyone who's oh.
1: who's gone through that kind of a connection with somebody and that kind of a loss, you know that mm-hmm. bond, um, this lost somebody with mm-hmm. that kind of a bond, would would have that that piece is probably still resonating inside them. Yeah, it was great. Oh yeah,
13: oh yeah. All right, baby. Yeah, it brought me back to memories too. Um, mm-hmm. I am on my my name is Shelly Gambino. I am on Facebook under Poetical, not political. Poetical Intrigue, and I post all my poems on there. I haven't updated in a while, but that's where you'll find all my poetry. So Poetical Intrigue on Facebook is where you'll find me. Very and cool. And on the Nyla show every, every other Thursday night, every Thursday night. <laughs> of course,
1: because what I, does I anyone do else have? You know, I think about friends of mine that haven't called in. And uh-huh. I'm thinking, okay, I know you're all sheltering in place. So where in the hell are you? You know, I'll be nice to you when you call in and say, oh, it's so good to hear from you. But right now, I'm sitting here thinking, where the heck are you? Why aren't you calling in? What in the heck do you have going on so busy at this moment when you're sheltering in place that you can't be on my show right now? That's what I'm really thinking behind the scenes.
13: <laughs> oh, I'll think about that next time I'm not calling in. I'll be like, I better call. now. was counting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> because you know when you call in, I'm going to say, oh, my gosh, it's so good to hear from you. I've missed you so much. And then suddenly I'm thinking, yeah, I missed you, so don't make me miss you that long again next time. <laughs>
13: Yep, and I know I, I went for a month or two without because I was going through stuff in my life, but everybody... Knows I know that
1: things, happens. You know? Yes, <laughs> yeah, they do. Exactly. You know, the speakeasy Cafe, this is really that. is family. We do, you know, and when, when yeah. you're not here, there's still a place set at the... You know, I say this all the time. When you're not here, there's always a place set at the table for you, you know, and when you're not here, you're not alone because we're all there with you. Whatever you're going to, we're all there beside you. So, you know, it's important to know, know. that. It's family. It's, it's after are, this many years. Oh, my gosh. You know, we are right. closer than some families.
13: I'm glad to be a part of that family of yours. And thank you so much for all you do for letting us be on your show.
1: I mean, mama, mama, for goodness sakes, is more of a mama to me than my real mama. You know, so Aww. it's yeah, it's it's really yeah. a special thing that we do here. Right. Aww. That's
13: great. All right. That's awesome. I'm glad to be a part of your show, Milo.
1: You're my weird butterfly sister.
13: Oh, absolutely! Did I say that
1: Aww. in my out loud
13: voice? <laughs> yes, you did. I, I heard <laughs> it. I
6: know, and it's I, the best I compliment I could give you, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly um, what beautiful. I'm talking about. My wild butterfly fly, sister. That's, that's what you are.
13: We fly. Our, we fly our unique path. Yep.
1: So I want you to write a poem called "Wild Butterfly Sister."
13: Wild butter, butterfly sister. Uh-huh,
1: I about kept- you being you, about you being the wild butterfly sister.
13: Okay. First, I want person. you to write a poem.
1: Okay, to your I si- I want you to write a poem to me, your sister, about being <laughs> the wild butterfly sister. So write me a poem about uh-huh. you being that person.
13: I-, I will definitely work on that. That's my assignment.
1: That's your assignment, Mark Gassetko. That's cool. Right. I'll tune
13: in next week. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, awesome. All right, Challenge sweetie, accepted. great job tonight. <laughs> okay. You Thank
13: you. You have a good evening. Love you. Bye. Love bye. you
1: too, hun. Bye bye. Bye. All right, next caller. Area code 216, two one nine or two one six two one two one six or was it two one nine? No wait, two one nine. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I'm getting mixed up. She hung up. Two one
10: nine. Yeah, I know this is brother on the line from East Chicago.
1: It's good to hear from you, brother O. Two one six. You are next. Sorry, I got you mixed up because she hung up. Shelly hung up real fast and it switched flipped my board. Okay, so Mama, you're next. How are you doing,
10: hon? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing it very well.
1: Good to hear from you, Brother Oh, What do you have for us tonight?
10: Uh, got this poem called Brother what today, what would you do if today was your last day? My dear brothers and sisters, all these deaths due to the coronavirus have caused me to think about my own mortality and reflect about life since I've been under quarantine at home for over a month. I vividly vividly remember staring down Dev Dev Reddy in the face three times last year and nearly had an encounter with The Undertaker. My second hospitalization in the summer of 2019 when I suffered a mini stroke. That experience caused me to contemplate whether today is my last day. To my dear brothers and sisters, death is a very touchy subject that most people don't discuss openly. A very touchy subject that some people are afraid of experiencing. A very touchy subject that is very painful and anguishing. A very touchy subject that is difficult to cope with. And a very touchy subject that causes various degrees of depression. Tonight, as I sit in my room and recite this poem, pause reflective reflect my life, as I think about how much I've made an impact in this world, as I look back on how my life has unfolded, and as I think about my own mortality, I have to ask myself this serious question. What would I do if today was my last day? My dear brothers and sisters, if today was my last day, I would call all of my relatives and tell them how much I love them, put aside all of my differences and issues with them, reconcile and repair those relationships that were damaged, and let go of those people who I choose to distance myself from. I would tell my friends how much I appreciate and love them and tell them how much they have made a difference in my life. I love to tell all of my loyal supporters a huge thank you for the loyal support of my spoken word ministry and how much I've enjoyed reciting my poetry on the radio and in person over the last 10 years. apologize to those people who were hurt by what I said or did apologize to the real women who, at any, loved me, who I was unconditionally even though I couldn't see it. Apologize for not returning true love. Apologize for every dirty word I've ever spoken. Apologize for every display of anger. Apologize for every one of my foolish actions. I want to reflect on my legacy and how I've managed to create a legacy and how my impact will be felt for generations to come after I leave here. Reflect on the hundreds of lives that I touched in my spoken word ministry. Reflect on the numerous times that I've great feedback and God sad innovations and had people cry. And reflect back on all of my accomplishments and achievements ever since I started doing poetry ten years ago. See, I went there with regrets, I went there with guilt trips. I wouldn't live ever been in this hang of guilt or animosity in my heart. I wouldn't use my flaws and shortcomings as excuses. I wouldn't have self-pity. And I wouldn't live with fear. In poem.
1: Fantastic job, sweetheart. Always precise, always to the point, like little bullets.
10: Aggie you, Nile. I appreciate it.
1: You're very welcome. So, where can people come love you?
10: Oh, you can uh, show your love and appreciation by connecting with me on Facebook on Omar Brother Gathering, and um, on Monday nights now I'm, I'm a, a co-host of a show called Voices Behind the Pin on com every Monday from eight from eight to nine thirty p.m. Central Standard Time. So. So I got that going on. And uh you can check out my most of my original poems on on my Facebook page. So as always, thank you for your support every week on the Speakeasy Cafe.
1: Well, we appreciate you so much for being here, brother. Oh, thank you, honey. Tell everyone again, Facebook page.
10: Uh oh my brother O'Gathering. That's my Facebook page.
1: Talk to you next week?
10: Yes. I'll be back you next sound, week. Thank you me.
1: sound great. You sound really good. And I'm glad you're here. And uh, you be safe out there, honey. Okay?
10: You do Now, take care of yourself.
1: All right, babe. Bye-bye. All right. Brother O. All right. Our next caller comes from oh, the area code 216. 216, you're on the air.
2: Nyla, yes, love. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you sent me a message. I've been out of it lately, and I know I missed last week. I kept waking up too late, and I was almost gonna be too late again. And then I seen said, that's my Nyla. She gave me the signal. I saw <laughs> I come across my screen. I'm trying to bring myself back to life. I'm telling you, I'm just you, you've exhausted. You've had years of training me
1: to do what you need me to do.
2: Well, I am so glad you got me this week because I don't want to be in here another week missing this particular program with my Nyla.
6: But I am just
2: exhausted from I'm exhausted, I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, We lost a great leader Friday, Thursday or Friday. He passed away and went in the hospital with the coronavirus, supposedly. And then when you go in, nobody can go in with you but we don't know what goes on in those hospitals. And he was the leader of the um, World Martial Arts Federation. He grew his own garden. He was the champion for uh, leading the um, mushroom um, events all over the world. People are coming to his event this this August, and he's not even here. He was my daughter's leader. Um Thats a great person I know his his system was not compromised and uh it was cool day i e he's been on blog talk before you can find him also find some of his um, some of his lectures on um, youtube and then there's so many questions going on about the five the five g with with all this going on, I just sent some information to you that 1919 was every was every hundred years is a major one, but every 20 years there's a a pandemic or epidemic. So um, I'm just staying in the house, basically um, not able to go see anybody, not able to hug my mother, not able to do anything that I would normally do. So I'm just working on me. And that's the name of my first piece. It's called Working on Me. Working on me leaves me little time to find your flaws. Removing the boulders from my own eyes leaves me little time to see that speck. In your eye, I am working on me. Attention whores, I can't see you. Drama queens, I can't hear you. Facing forward, watching my steps, lifting weights, getting stronger, no longer getting sidetracked, the prolonger no longer. Neither prevaricator or caretaker. Working to fulfill my purpose. That's not my circus. I'm not even curious about what tricks your monkeys can do. Meditating to find my peace of mind. This room is huge. A lot to improve working on me. Soon I will flex, test my strength, but never compare. Moving right along, doing what comes next. I'm staying balanced on my beam and working on me. In peace. That was incredible.
1: You know, and I think I think that I think that the people that are having the hardest time being shut in are the people. I can't say that because that's not that's a, that's a blanket statement. And I don't do blanket statements, so that's not true. I was going to say that, that they're the ones that have a harder time spending time by themselves, but that's not necessarily the case. You know, but it and it's hard. You know, for some people, it's hard to not be plugged into your social circle because it is very much a part of who you are, you know, is the extrovert you. You know, that all of a sudden you don't have that stimulation and you don't know what to do with yourself. Uh, Again, I I know that can, I mean, that's got to be really hard on some people. And I think, you know, you talking about in that piece, working on me, you know, I think it's a really good time to, you know, it's kind of like Julia Roberts in that movie, Runaway Bride, when he asked her, how do you like your eggs? And she didn't know. And she, had no, she had no clue what her fate because she always emulated whoever she was with. If they like scrambled, she liked scrambled. If they like over easy, she liked over easy, you know. And so the whole movie is about her becoming comfortable with herself, her discovering who she is. And so your poem kind of reminded me of that um, and how important it is for us to do that. I think there's a really good message in there you learning to become comfortable. I mean, I'm my own best friend. I love spending time by myself. I love running away and doing something with just me because I do whatever I yeah, want when, me to do. I'm the perfect friend. Yeah, I just
2: shut up and do it. So <laughs> yeah, when we want to, we're not to be forced to have to do it. You know, it's not good. It's like mm-hmm. when I'm tired of writing and tired of doing everything around this house, I want to go see my mother and I want to hug my 90 year old mother.
6: You know, mm-hmm. if my friend
2: goes to the hospital and I can't even accompany them in there. They can just do anything they want to to um, Then it's that's it's beyond. It's beyond I know. Yourself. I think about
1: it's Easter, you know, and I couldn't even send the kids anything. You know, it's just I understand. I mean, it's that that I mean, you want you want to touch them so bad. You want to go see them so bad. You want to make sure your kids are okay so bad. Yeah. But you can't. And
2: then the bad part is, I like I don't do it most of the time because I am a loner. You know, mm-hmm. and I was think about all the times that I could have and I didn't, and now I can't. Yeah. Wow. Think about that. All the times you could have went and hugged your mother, but you didn't.
1: So, you know, what are ways you can all do time that time when her. when you're slowed down How and you can't do it physically? What are some other ways you can hug her? Well yeah. I
2: tried that, but she, she call her on the phone and I read to her or the... I did that. I sent music, I did everything. She was like not understanding where this voice was coming from and like she was like, Hello? <laughs> <What?"> mm, yeah. <laughs> you know. It was it, I did want to do the face to face but the person's phone didn't have that. So I hope
1: anyway, I hope we're yeah, that fun. I hope we're that fun in our own place we're in when we're that old. We'll have earned it by then. To be wherever we want to be.
2: Yeah, I sent her. Uh, well, I had did a poem. I don't know if I did it on this show because I missed last week, but I did a poem called, um, called, um, um, well, it was dealing with God being still on the throne. And that was one of my mother's favorite songs. So, I did a poem around that, and I played the song. I think I don't know. I don't think I did it on your program, but um, that was the poem I did. And I called her, and I guess she was trying to figure out where what, what is this little thing, this little thing, this music is coming out of. That she can barely hear because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I I asked the nurse, said, what is she doing?" And she's looking at the phone. <laughs> I said, "Does she look impressed?" And she said, "No." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh well, that didn't work." Um, and I remember when she came to the phone, she said, um, oh, "I'll call your mother." You can tell she was missing me. She didn't know how to put it into like she was just like, "Call your mother." <laughs> I, I can't explain it, but it I understand. Just not good. Mm. Mm-hmm. she didn't know how to, she knew something wasn't where it's supposed to be, but she couldn't put it all together. So this piece I'm going to do now, I'm going to close out with this. My name is Vicky Aqua, a.k.a. Mama Olideji. I'm Nio's mama. I love my baby. And um, this piece is called No More Ifs, Ands, and Buts. I guess or maybe sent me this piece. I guess I wrote it in. Uh, I just revised it. I think it was probably some six, seven years ago. And it's applicable to the day's events. And it goes like this. I know I need to face the reality of maybe. I was, I am horrible at most everything. Maybe I don't know myself. Maybe I didn't straighten out some crooked things that I had done when I could have. Maybe I don't know how to fix it. Maybe I'm scared of the uncertainty. Maybe in the end I will remember too much and become overwhelmed. Maybe I won't say maybe anymore. Maybe I'll say I know And face my fears and my shortcomings and say, Lord, you have blessed me abundantly. And I have discounted and disconnected myself from the good that you have done in my life. Yes, yes, I kept doing things my way and I have sinned and I have not honored my blessing. I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for you to make me willing to do whatever it takes to get in your good graces again. This is my prayer for today. The way the maybe and the double mind and deal with me until I can stop fooling myself and admit that what I've done I've done because you already know what I've done so no more ifs ands buts I guess or maybes today no I must face the reality of who I am in peace
1: wow that was amazing mama Face the reality of who I am. It's a hard thing to do.
2: Time to do it now, so Brother O was talking about it. Just, these might be our last days. We got to get it right. So you mm-hmm. can have a good time on my page. You can have a good time on my page if you go over there. I put a lot of stuff out there. The Facebook sent me a lot of stuff, and uh, um, I changed my profile picture to my high school picture. <laughs> <laughs> And my girlfriend's little brother, the one that uh was too young to get with me, and then because I wouldn't be going with my girlfriend's little brother anyway. <laughs> because he got me my best friend and that's his little brother. But so he put on here the beginning of my heartbreak, the only time I wished I was older <laughs> 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 under my picture. <laughs> and I said, Michael I loved you always. Love is not always physical. You are still my love. We made love on another sphere. After all, as a poet, I have a very creative imagination. And since you came with the sexiest pickup line of all my suitors, you are always in my poems. <laughs> wow.
1: So what does what, what, what does sister think about that one?
2: <laughs> yeah, she hasn't seen it yet, but she's always she always gets tickled every time she sees that Michael still thinking about the one that got away with his little self. He's grown now, so you know. But uh, it's just the fact that, like I said, he he has the best pickup line. Every time we have programs on, what's the best pickup line you ever heard, or whatever you say anything. His always comes up, so I told him he's always in my poems. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it on that's, my page. You'll see the funny. Yeah, it was so cute. About his his first heartbreak. He was the only time he ever wished he was older. <laughs> so I thought that was too sweet. It almost made me cry a little bit. was sweet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I I'll tell people all the
1: time dad that dad. age is. Uh, Age is man's law, not God's. No matter yeah. what God you love.
2: It does not have anything to do with age. It had to do with that's my best man's little brother. Yeah, he was, ah. Was, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't care what kind of lines you come coming with. <laughs> I, I broke the UI. You still my little brother, too. <laughs>
1: oh. So
2: that's just how that goes.
1: Well, now I know. <laughs> That's a
2: bit of law. Oh, too funny! Yeah.
1: All right, okay, are baby, you going to read two,
2: Mama? Um, that wasn't
1: that two. That was that was two. That was two. Never mind. Nope, I'm good. I'm
2: good. I, I can do three. You want me to do another?
1: Well, <laughs> no, we got I people you behind was, you.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I don't feel like doing, I didn't feel like doing two. I made myself do those two. But I do want you to see the stuff I sent you on the um the eighteen the eighteen sixty nine and the 1919 pandemic. Then, I saw that and I started book. to read
1: it and then I James called me. James One Sapien called me.
2: Okay. And, uh, and so then, I started
1: to I didn't see it, poem. I started to read it.
2: And somebody put a poem on there about that event. So a poet wrote about that, just like we we're writing about this one. So it's on your page. Been some more Some more of them are on my page. It also, there's a lecture by Baba Kalimbae on my page, too, where you can hear some of the things he was talking about. Because he wasn't anything wrong with him. I mean, even though he was an older person, he was in better shape than anybody that I can tell you about. So there's just so much going on right now. We just got to keep our, uh, our faith and uh, try to get right or the eternal life, because this temporary life here, they're just messing it all up. We can't even enjoy the atmosphere. So We'll see what the future brings. And I love you again. And again, you can find me on Facebook under Zikiaqua, and I'm out. O-U-T. Talk to you later.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Mama. Love you, honey. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 256. That will be followed by area code 832 and 530. And we've got 863. All right.
9: 256, are you with me? I certainly am, Naila. This is Stan out in Alabama.
1: (laughs) Hey, Stan, how are you, sweetheart?
7: Oh, doing okay. We're doing Okay.
1: It is really, really good to hear. Can you tell me what's going on? What's going on in your world?
7: Well, a lot of work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
7: you know, the, we do isolate to some degree, but we've got so many family members and irons in the fire right now. We've been pretty much on the road, you know, running here, running here, doing this, doing that for family. And friends, so it's been hectic. It has been.
1: I I know that. <laughs>
7: yeah. Just you know, be so, careful
1: when you're out there doing that, hon.
7: Well, indeed, indeed. Situation with this chaos, too just... The idea of self isolation, I think, is a good one. But when you have people who rely on you because there are just certain things they can't do anymore. No, you know, you just can't say no. You just can't. I can. Mm-hmm.
1: Just, you know, remember everything has a cause and effect chain of events attached to it. Everything has fingerprints. And before you do anything, ask yourself how the trail of the fingerprints on that thing is going to affect you and take precautions. You know, be yeah. aware of your surroundings. You know, be aware of what touches what. You know, is be safe, be logical, be methodical about it. Don't be hysterical, if that makes sense. Yes, it and, is. And for God's sake, leave me some toilet paper at the store, please.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, really, come on. Okay, I'm done. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on with my own personal rant. Obviously, I have issues.
7: Yes, <laughs> you, you have tissue issues.
1: Yeah, tissue issues. This is true. All right, what do you have for us, honey?
7: Well, uh, one of the other venues I'm a part of came up with their poetic form of the
10: month. And it was an interesting form,
7: And it gave me something new to play with. So I did an echo verse. Echo verse. An echo verse. That's where the last syllable of a line becomes the first syllable of the following line. Hmm. And that's the only rule. That's the only rule to this thing.
1: Okay, so and so I'm going to hear it now, right?
7: Yes, you are. And I naturally being me did a little something different. I'm rhyming the even numbered lines.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oops.
7: Like I said, I got a new toy to play with. <laughs> so, <laughs> here,
0: we, here we go.
7: When told to Poets and the and their verses, oration study. starts the process of enlightenment, meant to move all souls to life, like the way illuminating mind. Mind's dawn dispels shadows of night. Enter.
1: That was amazing. Do you have that written down? Do you have that posted online?
7: Oh, no, I haven't got a poster online. This uh, this is just one of my that I have, but I haven't posted it yet. Hmm.
1: I really don't know what to say to that now. Somehow this does not seem acceptable. Well, then I guess I'm going to have to post I'm going to have to rectify that situation. You are robbing the world. (laughs) Well, we will have exactly.
9: none of that, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm
7: down to leave. This is one of them I'm going to have.
1: All right, my sweet.
7: Now and what we have now is the second part of uh, Poetry of Springs Embraced. A marvelous poet from that group, his name is Jason Levi O'Hara. Gave us a quote to work from. It's, Angel, angels are we all, fallen and without wings. And I wrote a little piece. No longer spirit of the air, we trod in earth and flame grounded. To mortality and flesh confines, we pine for flight, souls, and bound Each search time of test and trial, we forth in flesh, find release. Then souls take wing, return to
5: source soar free in the air of, the of peace and
1: Phenomenal.
0: Well, Absolutely. Thought,
1: Absolutely. <laughs> such a fan of yours. I, you know, it just, I get mesmerized by the way you're able to weave words and put them all together and, and make them work and have it seem so I don't know, flawless. Is that the right word? Flawless. Yeah. Seamless. I'm perfect.
7: Thank
0: you. You're very welcome.
7: You know, I, do, I do miss being able to come on here every week. I'm trying. <laughs> but, uh, life is That's okay.
1: Now. It's all right. I understand. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He doesn't love me. <laughs> it's okay. No, really, really. I, life happens. <laughs> I think we were talking about that earlier on the show. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Secretly, I'm,
1: you know, I'm, I'm telling you, yes, it's okay. I understand. Life happens. But inside, I'm saying, mm-hmm, he better not go this long without ever calling me again. <laughs> Just so you guys know. Because, you know, I, uh, I have you, to be honest. With you. <laughs> and I am. The, I am the... <laughs> oh, too funny. All right, sweetie. Tell everyone how to find you.
0: Well,
7: When the opportunity arises, and I can, you can find me on, of course, Nihilus, with (laughs) TV campaign. At times, not always now, but at times, you can find me on uh, World Poetry Open Mic, which is on the Twitch app, to uh, some of the different Epiphany radio venues. Um, uh, My poetry is usually posted in... uh, the Garden of Poetry and Prose and Poetry of Springs Embraced. And you can also find me in the 2017, 2018, and 2019 anthologies of World Poetry Open Right. And also in our own Philip Kent Church's anthology he put together from our Outlaw Poetry group. Outlaw Poetry, We're in Cahoots. And all of those are on in
1: don't rise we'll see you next week
7: yes
0: ma'am
7: perfect
1: (laughs) thank you sweetheart great job honey thank you all right our next caller comes from
12: come on come on 832
1: 832 you are on the
12: air Hi, Naila. Good Good evening. How are you?
1: How are you, my love?
12: I'm doing good. Thank you so much. I'm doing it is good, good to
1: hear from you.
12: Yes, yeah, it's been months, I think. Maybe two months or four months. Not so sure,
1: mm-hmm.
12: but I am here.
1: I am very, very happy. So I, I have to ask you, On my challenge for posting pictures, remember the Mm -hmm. chal—I put on my page this challenge of take something, something, take a picture of something in your house that's a secret or would surprise us, or maybe we don't know about you. And I had one girl, uh, Kimberly Vest, posted a drum set. I had no clue she was a drummer. And but I have to ask you because it's driving driving me crazy. What are those little Cheerios? They look like I don't know, but I want to eat one. They look like giant Cheerios. Um, you posted a picture of food.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> they look like giant Cheerios.
12: <laughs> They're not Cheerios, but they are dood um, peda. It is, you know, concentrated uh, milk with a little bit of uh, brown sugar and jaggery. Jaggery is what I have used. Ah, are they good? also, um, um, it has a, uh, what is that called? Um you know, saturated butter. Mmm, they look yummy. Not much of it, just a spoonful, because um, this is called kova, mava, we call it, which is a concentrated, uh, super concentrated milk. It is nothing more than milk, and it's delicious.
1: Well, you said, I will make a trade. You send me some of that in the mail, and I'll send you a burnt Pop-Tart.
12: <laughs> <Unfortunately, laughs> because that's one how well I, I cook <laughs> I don't cook well it's the <laughs> best, I best I can, best can do make <laughs> <one more again>. <laughs> <laughs> my next batch will be there <laughs> all right what do you have
1: for us tonight Uma I'm excited to hear you
12: yeah. Well, I haven't been able to do much of a work, but I did a little bit as I was listening, and you know it is like a class. I attend this class, I do some work, so it may be not very polished also it may not be perfect to a lot of people. It has something that I can call it is mine so if you want oh, who wants to, who to wants to be polished? Wants to be polished. I like I like <laughs> it when we make
1: messy. We're good.
12: <laughs> so uh, this is called paranoia. How can I sit down to write a poem or two when the world is in a pandemic? When the people everywhere are in a shock? and unable to comprehend what it is, what is it with us? Will it be of any help while the frontline workers are getting tired of doing all, seeing all, and still cannot help? How do we expect it all to vanish? Hope, hope, hope is all we can When all is done, you know, hope remains. That we may find help for the dying, find help for the living, find some solace for those who can return from the doors to the other world and return to bring the love from him to everyone to cherish what taking a breath of fresh air means what a microsecond of life extended to see the loved one one more time be there in flesh and blood. How much it means every second to see them smile and know that you are loved. End poem.
1: That was incredible. Did you know it, I, I think I would much prefer to hear something not polished, something that just came off the grill like this. Now I'm talking about the grill. Can you tell I'm hungry? Is you did?
12: <laughs> <laughs> so I have, food. I have something you can smile about, a little something. <laughs> uh, but
1: yeah, that was. It's
12: something to smile about, but you know, it gives us hope. So I have this little, mm-hmm. you know, what you can call a couplet or whatever. Um, it goes like this. COVID, COVID, they all said until it said, oh, no, oh, David. End poem.
1: Awesome. You can't see me, but I'm clapping <laughs> right now.
12: Yeah, you see, uh, like, COVID is like the giant, you know, Goliath, and somebody is David out there, and they are going to Rescue the whole thing. Something. I don't know what. Maybe we all develop a mutant that can get rid of coronavirus or maybe the coronavirus itself learns some things and then says, okay, I'm tired of it. I can go back now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just... But, you know, all these musings are so... So nothing compared to what they're going through, especially those people who are working day and night and see those helpless people. And I don't want to sound like you know one of those... Um, but it does reach heart and it does disturb people, especially when you know that many of them... I don't know. I, I can't explain this, but it is really something that's disturbing everyone.
1: I understand that. All right, my love. Do me a favor. You know.
12: Yep. I do know. And I made it ready for you. (laughs) Mr. Malini, very much say, my name is Uma Pochampalli. You can find my poems on poemhunter.com as well as my Poetry by Umapochampali, blogspot.com, as well as Facebook, Jiji, and I have a couple of books that have been printed in English. One is books, one book is Sunset Sale on a Moonlit Night, a blurb publication. The next one is A Few Poems from My Heart, published by createspace.com. This one is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Sunset Sale on a Moonlit Night is available on Blurb.com. It's a Blurb publication. You would enjoy reading it because um, it is um, edited by Brian 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 W. So you would be knowing what I'm talking about.
1: Edding is always good.
12: Yes. All right,
1: sweetie. Thank you so much. I'm glad you were able to call in tonight and share. I love having you here. Thank I you. miss you. Are you getting to do any painting while you're uh, stuck at home? Of
12: course. Um, I have done a painting of one of our, like, my son's pet was there, Zoe. It visited us. She visited us in December, so I made a painting of her. She was sitting next to me. I was wearing a green colored sari, and it was a silk kind, silkish, you know, shiny, shiny green colored sari. And it was she was sitting next to me, but I was not in the picture. But my part, the when I'm sitting on the chair, that curvy part was there. Oh my, I thought. And then when I made the picture, that shining curvy part became a beautiful shining Christmas tree. I'll send you a picture of that. I would love for you to do that, please do, and it looks really good, especially I love the picture where the Christmas tree is there, and Zoe is sitting, and you can see, look through the window. What if it is most of it is imagination still it is there, so I'll send you the picture that's okay, and I may be working on some other poem some other poems. Why did it come that way? I wasn't actually working on a poem, but it looks like I might have to. Um, <laughs> what happens you always is... have to. <laughs> what happens is that I write poems offhand when I find a envelope which is not having anything on the back of it. I pull it out, write it down, and the envelope is gone when cleanup is done. So most of my poems are gone with the wind. That's way. So I will hunt down those poems that I was talking about and see if I can put them back either in a notebook or you know on a word file and then make sure what I can do about it next so it's been a long time since I did anything good so I might as well
0: Oh well, I
1: can't wait All right my dear <laughs>
12: Thank you,
0: Naila.
12: Do oh, I to find I you, know you once I'm
1: again? Yeah. Um, just ask Naila. She knows where to find me.
12: Yes, <laughs> I do. This is true. <laughs> All right,
1: Uma. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, honey.
12: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, sweetheart.
1: All righty. Our next caller Whoops. comes from area code 530. 530, you're on the air.
14: Hey, good evening. It's uh, Gabriel Tacito. How you doing?
1: I'm doing absolutely wonderful. How are you, Gabriel?
14: I'm good. Calling in uh, later than than the past couple of weeks, but I'm here.
1: Well as long as you get here, that's all I care about. <laughs> Welcome to the show.
14: Thank you. It's good to talk to you again. So um so what I'll be reading tonight, um let's see what I got here. The title of this piece is called The House of was a bearded tree, a grungy man made of neutralized hopes and memories. He was nerdy by nature, his tonal cleft stood on the legs of an ageist emptiness. He was a friend, a friend with bipolarized judgments, a friend which I no longer praised. I wanted to tell a story, a story about a man defined to be given from God. He became blasphemous towards my trust. He became a symptom of an abuser's disease, an implosion of dignity in the name of conspired secrecy. He became an accomplice in the murder of my smile. Yeah, this God has given This God allowed him to spit acidic pantomimes across these wounds. He broke our commandments in 40 lashes as brighter days became fly-by-nights. Yes, this God has given. Please take him back.
1: Wow. And that was end poem? That was end okay <laughs> oh god thank goodness there's so many times i've usually when when you're done reading always say um end poem for me so i don't yeah,
6: yeah. <laughs>
1: so, so i don't talk over the top of you because i do that a lot um but a, yeah that was incredible
14: thank you i appreciate you are very that welcome.
1: Yeah,
14: that was more of a um yeah know more of a personal personal piece but um but still it uh you know, it's it's something that um, you know there's you know there's certain writings you you hope not to have to write about. You hope that you never you hope that you never have to do it. But you know, but this you know sometimes you know it it, it calls for it because you know the heart the heart needs um the heart needs some peace the heart and uh, you know so for this and that's gonna be in my my next book coming some point this year. We'll see. It's very close to being done, so we'll see.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Just keep Uh, us posted on what's going on there.
14: Of course, of course. Um, I will – is it okay to do another? One more? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure. Um, So so let's see here. So the title – let's see what I got here – Okay, I don't think I read this on the last couple of shows, but um, the quick synopsis behind this next piece: um, it was originally there wasn't a title. It was meant to be ten quick rounds of kind of a stream of consciousness thing. Some, you know, some were you know some reflective, some intense, whatever the case may be. I, I kind of compared I. Compared it to like a boxing match, and and so for me it ended up being these like ten kind of little things and put all together as as one boxing round, if you will. So um, so they're all they're all kind of you know so the title for this um, of the, these, these 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 shorter pieces um, as one is called bouts of anger. So so here's uh, so here's round one. The past is spit in my face. Joyous pretension caresses our contractual friendship, and I still mean everything to you as you whip words on my wounds and with crucifixion. Round two. Eyes twitch with spastic remorse, ignorance. Ignorance ridicules this plastic serenity I held with conjugated hopes. Tears of a traumatic bliss became my only blanket. Aggressive emasculation so comfortably numb, you never loved me more than you did today. Three, you stared into the sadness in my eyes. Silence caresses the retracted manhood within my loins. Where do you think you're going? Madness began to echo. Her kiss became an infallible lie. Forgiveness was a pimp hiding in her darkness. Where was his money indeed? Planting coins into your rusted wishing well as you fell in love with another diluted touch. Round four. I await the whispers from your redacted soul to call me a handsome mistake. Your French kiss meanders off the limits with such listless screams. Wickedness never had any peace. Round five. You came out of the closet but ran into a wall. You were great at 45-degree angled selfies but forgot how to stand up for yourself. Round six. Treats and Tricks. You deep-six frivolous lies, blue skies became unreachable, smiles now denied. I tried to live in peace, but you abused me with born-again pentagrams. Your sanity, a polished hologram. Seven, does it hurt that I still smile because of you? Or did you incinerate the remnants of our echoed laughter and justified means? How shiny is that engagement ring catching your gaslit eyes? Heroin highs now smack your lips. Plan B penetrations provide crackling closure, swimming in sunflowers and infatuations. Settling for less, 75 seconds smothered in his lethargic caress. Now you digest routine reach-arounds while he's out of town. How much do you miss me now? Round eight. I could have walked amongst the dead, molded bread in the form of hugs and screams. You change the landscape of my dreams, illusions, belittled, contusions, wrecked imaginations. Now gray areas shine against past times and present days. Loneliness aching to be my only friend, my foreseeable future, but I am still a mistake to you. Your happiness shines bright knowing I'm still around for you to draw blood from my kindred curse. Round nine. You were never going to walk away from your commonalities. Yes, he hurt you. Yes, he rejected you. Yes, he spoke ill of you. Yes, he contained you. Your touch ached for restitution, but you were never afflicted. You were never going to walk away. You only searched for a replacement from your cubic zirconium tenderness. And finally, final round 10, your light. Burn my born again innocence. You only meant to uplift my scars irradiated from such violent intercourse. But of course, you meant no harm. Of course, you had no motives. Of course, you had no agendas. I would change your traitorous name to protect the guilt-ridden blood dripping from atheist tongue. You ceased to believe in my feelings. Well, now I have new sunshine because you're
8: gone.
0: End.
1: Wow. Talk about bricks, every single one of them. Just that was phenomenal. An absolute emotional roller coaster to follow along with. I mean, every single one of them hit hard, hit home.
14: Thank you. Thank you. And I don't, that means a lot. It very very much means a lot. I don't, because you you, you you got word that word I was going with that because that's ultimately what happened. I, it's funny, because I, I it, it's it's funny I um I was listening to a recently discovered um jazz hip hop artist um Robert Glasper, and apparently he's been out for some time now. Never heard of this guy. He randomly popped up on um on my Amazon Music one night, and um and it was a track he did with Herbie Hancock of all people. And it was, and it's this track called "Gone." Now, apparently, he did this song, this track back in 2015 for a movie soundtrack based off Miles Davis's biography. And, and, and in in, the, in this movie soundtrack, like that last song, like most of the songs were very jazzy, piano jazz stuff like that. But the very last song just went to hip hop, like jazz hip hop, and it's this song called "Gone." So now, same guy. Redoes it for 2019 like late 2019 and through the roof and the lyrics are ridiculous and so i end up very quickly buying the album the very next day i think like a day or two later and just one after another i'm hearing what these what these tracks are saying and it just that what i just read the bouts of anger came from listening to that and I wanted, but I wanted to do it. It's just started as a few very short things. But mm-hmm. then I started seeing like, like you mentioned, like the roller coaster. And, and and that's where for me it was like, I can't believe what I'm saying here. And I'm looking at it like these shorts, these short doses of like, got to get it off your chest real quick. How would you say it? And that's ultimately what happened. And so, like I said, I just, I decided it became imagining it as a, as a boxing match. and
6: mm-hmm.
14: uh, that's the end result. And how many it, so. times
1: do we get in conversations like that with our own mind, you know, with, with ourselves and, you know, how how many boxing matches do you have with yourself a day where your thoughts oh come God. like that? Just bam, 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 bam.
14: Precisely. And and that's exactly what happened. Like it, cause mm-hmm. I'm listening to the music. I'm like, Oh my God, I love that line. So I started researching this line and I'm like, Oh, my God. And, and it's that kind of thing where, like, we as writers, you know, because, you know, we are our worst critic, our own worst enemy sometimes, where it's like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> it's like, why didn't I – like, I've been feeling that way. Why couldn't I say it that way? But, but like you said, it's because of those boxing matches. So for me, I decided enough of the boxing matches, you're going to dance with me. And so that's – in my head, once I said that to myself – that's what happened with, with this. And I was like, by the time I was done, I was like, Oh my God, it's that thing of, did I just write all that? Did I really just say all that? (laughs) And it's like, yeah. And it's, it's astounding the catharsis that, that, that happens when you, when you, when you tell your brain, shut the hell up and dance with me or ride with me, just something instead of fighting me, you're a part, if that's that kind of thing of,
1: it's that that place where you get when you're writing, especially if you're writing by hand and tell me if this sounds accurate, that you start writing. And before you know it, before you realize it, you realize that your eyes are closed. You're rocking back and forth, your hands moving across the paper and you're just writing. And you're just thinking, have you ever done that? I mean, have you ever got to that place where you just, you close your eyes and write,
14: you know something I've never, I don't think I've ever closed my eyes and write, but to still validate what you just said, I have found my eyes looking elsewhere where i 'm not even looking at my screen or i 'm not even looking at the paper i 'm still writing, mm-hmm. but, but my eyes drift somewhere else
1: that's and it almost becomes like a song coming out of you, and you're just writing the lyrics to it to this this voice you know that when you get yeah. to that place, when you find that place, I mean that 's a high that every writer tries <laughs> to find I mean we covet almost drug like that euphoria of being in that place when we write, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and Absolutely. it's just, it's phenomenal that, that I know exactly what you're talking about. It's this crazy, insane.
0: Yeah. But that's it, where it, your unique it, voice
1: it, is. That's where you have to push yourself, push yourself, push yourself yeah. on things to find that voice. To
14: keep Absolutely. Bringing it
1: out. Yeah. It,
10: yeah.
14: Yeah. Because it's no longer a momentum thing. It's not even a momentum thing. It's a, I, you know, as you know, that that analogy I just kind of gave is, is for me was the best example. It's like enough, enough talk, enough battles. Dance with me. I was like, well, let's uh-huh. let's learn something together because we are one and the same. We don't need to be against each other. And so, uh-huh. and so yeah. So you so you're, you're on it with you're you're spot on with what you're saying because it's like it's just an astounding feeling and 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 I don't. I'm glad it's that kind of, as you just said, we, we, a lot of us aim to feel that sort of feeling. And for me, I'm glad I don't let it, I'm glad I don't achieve that super high too, too often. Because I, I, I like keeping myself, I like being able to keep myself grounded enough to where I have the strength to fly up there, you know, and then say, okay, let's bring it back. We did this. We now let's come back and just start, you know, start from the ground up, and you know, always uh-huh. knowing we have that foundation. always knowing we have that foundation to build, you know, to build something beautiful or something or something powerful, something painful, but it's going to be us. It's going to be from us, and no one, no one can take that. So, anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry for all the yammering and tangents. <laughs> <But>, yeah. So <laughs> there you go. So so thank you again.
1: <laughs> you are very, very welcome. Do me a favor, love. You know, you mm-hmm. know what you need to do now.
14: Yes, ma'am. Um, you can um, check out my – I have three books self-published on Amazon right now. Um, the first book is called um, As I Stand. Uh, the second book is called Incipients. And then the third book is called Matters of the Heart um then then my fourth book on its way soon enough will be called uprising but like i said um if you want to see the newest stuff that's out there um matters of the heart that's that's my that's my newest one out there on amazon check it out so and thank you all
1: thank you sweetheart we'll talk to you next week honey
14: take care cheers
1: (laughs) bye-bye bye all right our next three callers, we have eight six three four one nine, followed by eight one three. We'll finish the show tonight. Let's go ahead and bring on eight one, or excuse me, eight six three, eight six three. Are you with me?
15: Um, he- hello, Nyla. This is hello, Noreen. Hello, baby
1: girl. Of course, it's Noreen.
15: Yeah. How are you
1: doing, sweetheart? I'm
15: doing okay.
1: It is awesome to hear from you. What's going on in your world?
15: Well, I'm 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 trying to um. Uh, well, besides writing poetry, I'm trying to write um. I mean, trying to learn how to play the keyboard in in in, in honor of Gary.
1: Oh, that's cool. Have you ever yes. played it before?
15: No, I I actually we had an organ before, three of them, and and somebody um gave it gave it to Gary a long time ago because um he did some work for them. He helped them moved. So he was given. Uh, he had three different organs given to him. So we didn't, he didn't have to pay for nothing except for helping someone. And That was cool. And then um, I, kept, you know, was trying to practice on some songs out of um, songbook, but but not really good at it. Now I'm tr- I'm trying to get better. And we don't have that the organs really no cool. more. We just it... had to get rid of the organ. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, we had to get rid of it because, um, well, for one thing, he had one out there on the Erection Acres, but um, the, the the hurricane destroyed it in 2004. And the other two he had in here, well, the the um the, the it got out of tune, and he said it was too expensive, so we had to um get rid of it.
1: Oh, who needs to be in tune? <laughs>
15: Didn't like the so sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me
1: of, you know, you make, you really make me think because I remember um, Gary. I have that, I bought the, uh, the violin. Always want to learn yes. how to play the violin. And then yes. I found the Stradivarius, not the these Stradivarius, but a Stradivarius at an estate sale that I bought. And, you know, I remember talking to him about him. He was so encouraging and, and so pushing me. I still don't know how to play the violin. I've had it for how many years? Wow. Millions. You know, but yep. every time yep. I look at that violin, I think of him. I think of I hear him. I hear his voice,
0: mm.
1: you know, telling me that I can do it and I can play it. And,
15: yes. yeah. Yes.
1: Awesomeness. I yep. carry him with me.
15: <laughs> yes. Yep. And I know he always wanted a keyboard, but um, we mm-hmm. never had a get, got a chance to get one, so I got one from awfulwish.com dot com, and and um, I asked God. I said they had thirty of them left. There, um, and I told um, God, if you want me to have this, let it still be there when I get the chance to get it. So um, when I when I got it, it had like thirteen left. So oh. I, I was very lucky. <laughs> And it has um, huh. it had the keyboard with it, the keyboard stand, the uh-huh. headphones, the, the the microphone, and the bench, all together.
1: That's phenomenal. I'm so happy for you. That is going to be so much you. fun for you.
15: Yes, it's helping because um I didn't do any um I tried today. I'm trying to do funny face. That's a song um <laughs> Yeah, that he used to play. And there's a couple songs I want to learn, but um. I had to. I had to find a music book up there. I know it's on there because Gary had it, but um, it's gone. And I think I know what happened to that one. I think because when he was over there at um, at the rehab in Lake Wills, well, I think and he gave it to somebody because there was somebody in his room when he first got there. Um, he he was a um, songwriter, and, and I think and and he told me, well, Gary's going to help me teach me how to play the guitar. So I think and he gave that to him without, re- you know. So I think he did.
1: Ah, without realizing how much it meant to you.
15: Well, yeah, but but, but he has Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, he that that was he. he well, I didn't know he, he. Um, he gave it to him till um when I couldn't find it, and then it dawned on me he probably gave it to that man to help him out.
1: Yeah, and that's just that's scary.
15: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: All right. So, what else yep. are you going to share with us, honey?
15: Okay. And I'm going to share. Um, Gary. Um, and Called Lost in Success. I try to think of this. I I think of this every day. This poem. Okay. This. Okay. Lost in Success. A determined horse named Don created some miraculous feathers. He soared with the eagles until he lost sight of the earth. He joined the falling stars. Disappearing in the moonlit night. The end. That's beautiful. Yes, that's one of my favorite ones. It's got so much meaning to it. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
15: Yes. such an
1: amazing voice he has. Are you gonna read this
15: yes. one of yours? Yes. Um, and this one I wrote for um, this one called Peace. I wrote this for um, Bill Peters' um, anthology, World Healing and World Peace 2020, and I got my um, book the other day and um, a copy of it, and, and, um, and this is called Peace. Okay, where can we find peace? Peace, only through Jesus Christ. Peace, oh, what a beautiful word. Peaceful life, peaceful home, peaceful world peaceful earth. Oh, what a joy that would be. Will it ever happen? No, some human beings will never achieve peace in their lives. Oh, how sad. Oh, let there be peace on this earth, we pray. Remember, one day I believe it will happen when Jesus comes back on earth. We will have peace, complete peace over the entire universe. Oh, what a joy that will be. The end.
1: Almost made me cry. So beautiful.
15: Um, thank you.
1: You're welcome, honey. Okay.
15: That's beautiful. Yes.
1: All right. Tell everyone how to find you,
15: baby. Okay. Okay. Um, you can find um Gary and I our book our poetry books on Amazon.com. Um, The Aura of Truth, Two Hearts in One, and. We- reflections of our inner beings. And then you can find um okay, um Gary and I on Gary and Noreen Snyder dot dot com front slash poetry. And you can find um Gary on um ReverbNation.com, facebook.com, poetrypoem.com, dot com, Facebook dot com, dot com and I think all poetry dot com and he's Google bo and go bo <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes he is and you <laughs> missy
15: and you can find me on on um, facebook.com um, ReverbNation.com, com, um and PoetryPoem.com, and all and you can uh, um find us on um ficom under Gary and Noreen. And and if you and if you like our works, you can um, donate to us on Ko-fi, and then you can find us on um uh, every Saturday night on the poetry the Poetry Club. You can find us there at um, Saturday night Facebook Live at five o'clock or five thirty Eastern time.
1: That's awesome. And remember to keep every time when you're ready to go on. Make sure you get those posted on my page, okay?
15: Okay, I sure will awesome, okay. Okay. all
1: right, sweetheart.
15: Mm-hmm.
1: love you mm-hmm. dearly, thank you. I want to thank you for being one of the sponsors of our show this year. It means okay. so much to us, and you welcome. uh you know, thank you and Gary both for mm-hmm. for being such an important part of our family.
15: okay, you're welcome, and it's an honor <laughs> very much an honor.
1: All right, We'll talk to you next week, sweetie.
15: Yes, yes. And I wanna and I wanna thank all the um spon- um all the um sponsors who donated to, um so we have a venue who who um sponsored the show for the year. And I wanna thank you, Nyla, and um um Michael Quig and um Christopher Ryan for um being the being the host so we have a venue for us poets. So thank you very much.
1: <laughs> thank you, sweetheart.
15: Thank you, you welcome
1: we'll talk to you soon, honey. Okay. Hugs to you both.
15: Okay. And we love you all. We'll see you next week.
1: All right, sweetheart. Okay. All right. Gary and Noreen Snyder. Our next call comes from area code 419. 419, you are on the air. Hi, Nala. Hey, sweetheart. I'm glad you were able to make it on.
16: Yes. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you very well.
16: So Nyla, after last week's show?
1: Uh-huh.
16: I listened to the show from the week
0: before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
16: So so this is the poem that I'm gonna do in response to that. I don't know if I've done it before. It's called <clears throat> What Would You Say? What would you say if I called you baby? If I told you that I love you, maybe, what would you say? What would you say if, when I am near, you looked into my eyes and it became clear? That within my heart, I hold you so dear. What would you say? What would you say if each time you speak, my body trembles and my knees get weak? Would this affection I have for you leak? What would you say? What would you say if if we were to kiss? I wonder the same bliss, the way that I feel. Would you feel like this? What would you say? What would you say if I told you baby? Put my arms around you and called you baby. Said I love you more each day. Whisper to me softly. What would you say? And Paul. Hello. Uh, no, I finished.